Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. On this episode, Stefan Tyler and I are inspired by the Snyder Cut of Justice League. So in that, we decided to go ahead and research some DC games that came out and see which ones are collectible or which ones are interesting. These aren't necessarily the most rare or anything, but they're ones that we wanted to talk about that we went out and found in. We did have some surprises in our research, but you guys let us know what you think. Also, if you like the show and you like what we do here, please go ahead and go to iTunes and give us a review. Five stars if you would, that would be great. And now, if you guys don't know already, and I don't want to take too long on this, we do have a Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash collectors quest. You can join for as little as $2 and no more than $6. And that gives you access to our discord, which I think is the best feature, but also some bonus audio that we put out, you know, every couple of weeks or so. If you want to do that, hang out with some amazing people, join us there. All right. Thanks so much. Now on to the show. Another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What is going on, guys? Hey. Hi. It's three in the morning. <laughs> we definitely have not been here all ah! freaking night. Doing mostly nothing. I mean, I, I was complaining about my soda stream earlier. Do you guys have a soda stream? Is it just me? I love my soda stream, but I can I, I never seem to be able to figure out like there's there's I can only ever put not enough carbonation in the water or so much that it explodes over my kitchen. And that's that's what happened tonight when I went to get coffee and then found out I had no coffee. So I was like, okay, what do I have? I can make some carbonated water. And I did that and I put too much carbonation in and it exploded all over my kitchen. So right now my kitchen is a giant wet mess. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. I believe I have discussed on this podcast that SodaStream is garbage, even though all I drink is seltzer. Uh, 25 cents for a can of seltzer that is perfectly carbonated and easy to grab and go, worth the investment every time. Where are you finding 25 cent cans of seltzer? Like a 12-pack of seltzer at the supermarket is three bucks. Well, he also gets the AARP discount. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get that store brand that, seltzer, and it's still better that, than oh, so soda stream. Oh, my God. Does, 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 uh, does your AAA discount stack with your AARP discount? You, this, these <laughs> jokes have already been made, Johnny. <laughs> and, and they're still funny. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad the SodaStream topic had more legs than I thought it would. Oh, man. Yeah. Johnny, do you have any uh, strong opinions on SodaStreams? Uh, I had one for about two months. And uh, like you, I could never get my soda carbonated. So oh, no. I figured, what the hell was the point? I was like, this just tastes, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like I'm drinking diet right, and I'm not interested in that. So See, that's I'll just what I like about it is that it, it, like, it's the cleanest, like, because like so, so, soda water, like out of the can, I always find has some sort of aftertaste. This is, this is the only way that I can really feel like I'm getting a clean product. Yeah. I'm curious, though. Isn't there something fancier than a soda stream you should own? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I can probably like, like Shouldn't Fat Cat Stefan not be like being laid low by I'm sure there's a, a like soda a, stream? Yeah, I'm sure there's like a like a hand delivered like service where I can have like impoverished children make the water for me. I was just thinking more of like some steampunk contraption that you that you paid an artisan for. Oh, probably. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait a minute. No, T Tyler is the one that pays for artisan 
garbage. Got my artisan hand crank coffee grinder, guys. Yeah. Serial although, number 63. Although, I did recently buy some uh, some D20 that were made out of dinosaur fossils. So yeah, that was, I saw that. That was so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. That's pretty I'm, dumb. I'm your pretty dice excited are, about that. How how many hundreds of dollars were your dice total? They, uh, it was like four hundred bucks for like. Yeah. See, dice. that's that's my point. It was like multiple dice. hundreds of dollars. Uh, hey, Johnny, how come you're the only one on this show who hasn't spent hundreds of dollars on individual dice? <laughs> <laughs> There was Have a time, so spent- I talked about um, uh, the last episode when I had a pause in collecting video games. So as I was collecting pinball machines, you know, you can't buy a pinball machine every day. What I was doing was collecting metal dice. I would wake up, I would go to can't. Etsy, and I'd be like, who's making dice today? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I have a couple of metal dice, but they weren't $100. Uh, and I have a f- couple of, like custom dice with like Halloween emblems on it for some of my Halloween games. Also, I bet I own more dice than all of you. There's I like, bet I there's... own more, more dice than you combined. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, I mean, probably because my dice are all metal and you can only have so many metal dice. I probably have like, I don't right. know, a thousand. So you have you a thousand, have a metal, thousand dice? metal dice. I have a lot of dice. Do you have a concept? Do you, you have, have a, a thousand? thousand metal ones? A thousand metal ones. I'm calling I mean, dice bull? are pretty small, and I've got an entire cabinet full of them. So okay, no, but uh, a, a thousand right, though. A thousand. I'm Have you heard impressed. of iron like, die? You, right, you know what? We'll wait. You go and count your die. <laughs> I, I have. I have at least two hundred in iron die alone, which is a collectible metal dice game. So it's not like they're not like each individual like handcrafted things. Like you buy like a set of of dice, and it's like seven dice. Then I have a mm. load of them. Because I collected hmm. metal dice. I'm going to go count have my found dice that, after like, this. It's going to be like I, 450, and you guys are going to call me an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a whole, like, well, you used to have a whole kitchen full of board games. I still do. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, I still have more dice than you. <laughs> because, yeah. and here's why. Because a dumb thing happened. Okay, so <laughs> um, a game store was going out of business in the mall back circa... 2002 2003 and we just went and all of the dice were for sale and they didn't know what to do with them and they couldn't move all of them so we just bought out large buckets of dice buckets so i like i have a giant bag like basically a small duffel bag full of dice are they various D6? sizes are you, like, are you just like various stuff D twenty, D four, D six. That's D8, like enough dice. D- like the, yeah. like dice jail doesn't exist for you. Like when a dice doesn't perform, you just actually throw it away. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I I've had some like oh I hate this dice toss. Like you'll Into never the come back in. Also, I I came to learn from this experience, and they're all like these are like not great dice. They're all like basically chess X. I hate speckled dice. I I hate them a lot because it makes you it know, harder like the to read the numbers. It, yeah, like that white speckling. Also, it's just like an ugly, an ugly tint. I don't like it. Just get out of here. Thanks, Wizards so. of the Coast, for making every promo D twenty you ever sent out that design, though. Fucking speckled. Yeah, I, yeah. I basically <laughs> won't thing. use for anything of of merit. Uh, I won't use anything that's that's not clear because I just can't hang with like the idea. Because like the dice that have that are uh, opaque, you just it, you don't know if there's occlusions in them, and like yeah, it's yeah. I like science Dumb. dice. Those are my favorite. 
barrel dice but guys. You just bought, but you just bought dice made of dinosaur bone. Yeah, of rock. Yeah, essentially. And meteorite. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to get a dinosaur ring for like a new wedding ring. I think, or a meteorite. I think maybe, you know what? I, in fact, I think I'm going to, this is my new idea. Uh, and my wife is going to love this. I'm going to get her, because she loves dinosaur, I'll get her dinosaur fossil ring, like just a band, and I'll get myself a meteorite, since they, a meteor took out the dinosaurs. We'll have like a team. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's my, claiming it here now. Done. Kate talked me. T- Kate talked me out of the. Uh, there is an artisan dice makes a uh, a d twenty out of human bone, uh, and uh, she talked me out of buying one. Uh, Why dice but, used to just all be human bone? Because uh, uh, essentially, like, and she has a point. Like, it's 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 even like even because these are like um, retired lab cadavers, but like even those uh, tracing back their legitimacy as far as like most lab cadavers like it gets the further back you trace these bodies like it gets a little bit questionable and maybe unethical about how they were sourced so like so it's weird because they signed up to be lab cadavers and they obviously didn't sign up to have their bones turned into commercial dice right but you should a hundred percent be able to donate your body to be turned into dice that's awesome that is awesome. I want to be yeah. turned into dice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would put a thing on mine. Do what you want with my organs, but my bones better be made into dice. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And that way, when someone says they're going to roll the old bones, they mean mine. And that I'm would be that. funny if just like someone like left like very specific instructions like per body part. Uh, so <laughs> what to do with all of their body parts. All right. So, uh. Are we, I mean, I, I hate to like end our natural conversation, but are we ready to, uh, no, you know, I do, maybe I do like roll how this onto the progress from talking about my soda stream. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did, uh, did our audience come here for 10 minutes on dice and soda stream? The answer is <laughs> and, absolutely. And, they did. They know who we are at this point. And unethical body harvesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Johnny, what they're here for is talk about the high-end sealed video game market, because everyone is talking... No, oh, no, yeah. no one cares about this. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Sealed Dark Duel? Dark Duel Stories on the Game Boy for Color. the Game Boy Color. Sold... Yeah. What the hell? What, raw! What happened here? As if it matters, uh, for $15,000 on eBay. And uh, Why? I was curious about this. I'm like, huh, that is very curious, because... Uh, on Yahoo all the time, they're just like random American games listed. Like, I don't know what people in Japan are doing, selling like weird sealed Game Boy Color games. But I remember I saw one. It was like $1,800, $1,700. It's like some ridiculously high number. And I'm like, boy, that sure is a lot higher than the one I saw in Japan. And then I went to go look for it and it had sold. So it sold for $1,700 right after this one sold for $15,000. And I'm like, boy, that is super dumb that there's such a price disparity. But... The first print of Dark Duel Stories comes with uh, three cards. It comes with Dark Magician, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, and Exodia. And I don't know anything about, like, the middle part of Exodia. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh! And I know those three cards. Those are, like, the three Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that everyone knows. Uh, And then the reprint of Dark Duel Stories comes with three cards I've never heard of. But the cards sound and look like garbage. It's like a much smaller dragon and like acid trap, like cards that look like garbage. 
So what it looks like to me is that they put three of the most desirable cards in the game in the Game Boy Color release, and then they were like, oh, sh <laughs> we can't put the three best cards in the game in the Game Boy Color game. We have to change them to these garbage cards instead. Uh, so the reason this sold for $15,000 is not because anyone actually wants this sealed game. They want to crack it open. Like, presumably, they want to crack it open, get the cards graded, and the cards themselves are worth, like, over $5,000 each. It's hard to say because, like, the difference between a PSA 8 and a PSA 10 for these cards is, like, $20,000. But, uh... I thought that's very interesting that there's a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Game Boy Color game that has, like, cards inside it worth more than any Game Boy Color game in existence. By the way, a, a terminology check for uh, our audience. When we say a game is raw, we mean that it is sealed and not graded. Oh, good good terminology check. Even though I was saying it facetiously because it, it, it does not matter if this game was graded or not. Sure, but that's regularly sure. used now as, uh, you know, so, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, that's right. Dude, so what are we actually talking guys, get about into today? cards. I don't. I don't understand cards, but I don't Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, but not. I'm not just looking at Blue Eyes White Dragon cards because there's like a ton of Blue Eyes White Dragon cards that are worth like over ten thousand dollars. This specific weird ass Game Boy Color card, the top prices on it are like twenty five thousand dollars. So, yeah, what? Don't get into cards. Already have been into cards. That is the that is the suggestion. Uh, sure. Don't don't well, get I, into cards now. I'm, I'm been into 31, them. Stefan, and I grew up thinking that Yu-Gi-Oh! was the card game for kids. So how old, like, what's the average age of someone who's into Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, 20 to 25, maybe? How do people have the money for these cards? I don't know. Who's yeah, buying know. these? <laughs> Probably the people who are old enough to buy, to be into expensive Pokemon cards, and then are speculating on it's the next It's gotta wave. be that. They're like, are they that just is, thinking like, well, guess. the Yu-Gi-Oh! guys are gonna grow up, and they're gonna eventually have money to buy my blue eyes white dragon yep i think that's exactly what oh it my is. god but if you are if you are 21 to 25 and are buying absorbent ex absorbently expensive Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh at tyler and uh we uh, want to talk tell to me you. about your money situation and yeah. what you're doing yeah exactly yeah. uh yeah. maybe are, are you Palmer Lucky? Is Palmer Lucky in the, the way, uh, generation he's younger than me and no he's Hitch. no he's older he's older than you i don't believe you Palmer Everyone Lucky is, is both younger old. and older than you, Tyler. He's older and younger than me. That makes sense, though. That's right. Just like everyone else. Both ways. Johnny, do you want to talk about um, the show that we were going to get right into without any research? Yeah, um, without any research. Uh, yeah, no, we we really stumbled to the finish line on this episode. Uh, but I, I, I like where we got to as far as the research. We uh, we kind of came up and we we didn't... We didn't know what we were going to do. And then we were talking about just naturally what's been going on in the week. And you may have heard that the Justice League Snyder Cut came out and people are very excited, which is amazing that anyone is excited about a DC movie at all. Uh, you know, if if uh, if people really are. Anyways, it's, it's out there and we're like, oh, well, maybe we should talk about some interesting superhero games. Games came with comics or something. Didn't really work out what we decided on after going through all this. We're going to talk about DC games based off of DC comic properties that, you know, mostly involve the Justice League. They aren't the rarest. They aren't the most collectible. They're just some that we found that we think are interesting. And we're going to talk about those on this episode. We're not going to go super long on it, but we got some that we, we thought were pretty good. 
to uh, go along with this uh, Snyder cut. So occasionally the show is topical. That happens yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, well, once huh. in a while we try it out. Yeah. Tyler hates we'll see when the show it works. Topical. Tyler wants everything yeah. to be as if the '90s never happened and we're just stuck in 1985, Johnny. Did, I know. But, I know. And I know. Johnny holidays can never yet. happen either. I know Johnny hasn't seen it yet. Tyler, did you see the Schneider cut yet? I've I've never seen any DC movie. That's not true. well. And the, see, that's what I, I mean. That 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 that's kind of why I was excited to see it. And I'm not going to be spoilery, but but that's why I was kind of excited to see it because I didn't see the original cut. I've only now seen the uh, four hour uh, Snyder cut, and uh, and I liked it. I think uh, nobody's uh, no no show or movie will ever sell me on Ben Affleck's Batman. Not a fan, but uh, but I had fun. Yeah, I mean, I so, like I like masturbatorially long movies. So for uh, any four hour movie, just sounds excellent to me. It was also it was shot in four three, which is interesting. Um, which uh, it was weird. Um, I think it felt kind of gimmicky. I guess maybe they did it for like IMAX purposes because isn't IMAX? I think so. Four three. It, it's like it's not like that. They're they're cropping it. They the top and bottom are like the extra part that you're getting, which is super weird. <laughs> Yeah, that, but, that uh, is strange. It was it was the only strange thing about it because like I watch like old DVDs and stuff on modern televisions, and that that's all four three, and you get the 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 um the vertical bars. But um, the one thing that I thought it was interesting was that it's you know it's you were watching it in four three with the vertical bars, but it was also in HD, which was striking because normally I I expect my four three content to look like crap. And uh, and so it was interesting that it was four three, but also HD. Is that 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 was weird to get my head around? Yeah, I you know movies like that make me wish I had a theater screen instead of just a like standard size TV. That way you could maximize the image uh, yep. to the space rather than just dealing with like yeah, being in four three would be very is going to be very strange. I plan on watching it. I have seen most of the DC movies. I've seen all the Wonder Womans. I've seen Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. The only thing I didn't see was, uh, weirdly enough, the Justice League movie. Because after Batman, Superman, I was pre- and and Suicide Suicide Squad, I was pretty much out. So that kind of I mean, that kind of slowed me down. That that but that's really all the prep you'd need anyway, right? Because like that's the thing of the, the whole one of the big reasons why I think the the Justice League Snyder's cut is four hours is because it's introducing so many characters that did not get their own movie because DC, uh, you know, DC was like real, real, real keen on just hurrying up and getting to their Justice League movie instead of like pacing it movie for movie like uh, like the MCU did. So um, so there wasn't. There wasn't a terrible amount of like I feel like there's so yeah. much more like movie homework you have to do to get to Avengers, right? Oh, than yeah, there was sure. than there was for Justice League. Yeah, I mean, but that movie homework's probably gonna be much more enjoyable than what you're getting out of DCU. And I, totally. I say that as someone who loves Batman and I, I love the DC movies. Like even uh Man of Steel is a movie I I like. I don't know. I like if it I've, a lot too. I don't know if I've waxed on on this podcast about that before, but it is a movie I think which is maligned incorrectly, not necessarily that the audience is wrong, but because of how how it was billed. Like you were billed that this was Superman, right? And like they kind of like you can see that 
with a little better editing, this becomes a better movie. It's not a Superman movie. It's Clark Clint, Clark Kent becoming Superman. He doesn't know. He's only had the suit like a week at the point in which this comes in. So everyone's like, Superman wouldn't do this. That Superman would never. Oh my God, I can't believe they had him. And all the destruction and damage and death. Superman's better. Like, no, he's not Superman. He's nobody. He he doesn't know what his creed is. He doesn't have a creed. He's been at it a week, guys. He's new. So uh, a better title, like Man of Steel makes you think it's an established Superman movie. Like Batman begins, you know, tells you where you're coming from. Like a Superman begins, like that's a little boring, but it could have like shown they were working within one universe and this is how he's becoming Superman. And if they had really leveraged that, like, I don't like Superman doesn't know what he's doing. He causes all this uh, destruction, this fight with Zod, who he's never had to deal with anything like this. You know, he hasn't had to do this. He doesn't know what all of the solutions are. And then like seeing all the damage and destruction he causes and then like having some remorse about that and the way he enacted himself and then developing the creed of, I have to be better than this. I need to be a Superman. You know, I need to not kill people. I need to be a protector for earth because this is the stake. Like if that, if they would have done a better job of doing that, then I I think people would have enjoyed the movie more, but instead they said, this is man of steel and everyone expected it to be Superman. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I found that flawed. And I think the movie I just described is actually sitting in there somewhere. Um, if you look for it. Also, uh, not going to lie, but, uh, and I know like looking back now, you have to do some, um, artist from art separation because it was, uh, Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I really like Superman returns. I know it didn't, I didn't, didn't review terribly well, but I like, I like, um, uh, what is it? Brandon Routh's, uh, Superman. I like it. And, uh, and I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I thought that one was fine. Like, I thought it was a little boring. It was not offensive. It was just a little boring. Yeah, yeah. but like I, there was a moment, like there's that moment where uh, he, because uh, in the in the in the movie he has gone looking for Krypton and been been uh, away for a while and comes back and kind of the 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 he, when he gets there he first thinks that like the the world has kind of moved on without him and like uh, Lois Lane has written this like piece about how the world doesn't need Superman, et cetera, et cetera, because she's like butthurt. But um but he comes back and there's a scene where he uh he saves this plane full of people and and uh and sets it down in a in a in a full stadium, uh like a baseball stadium. And he he walks out of the plane and the whole like the whole stadium erupts for him and there's this like confirming moment for him where he's like, oh the world does need me and like and I cried in that scene. It's very um, emotional for me. Okay. Well that seems I, wrong, but all right. Look I'm, I'm going to shame you. Really love this. <laughs> really like, like really love that movie. And I'm very sorry that it's directed by a head and also co-starring a head. It's but. like one of your favorite movies. I'm like, that's, nah, it's inoffensive, kind of boring. <laughs> well, I stand, like, I stand by no, that criticism. Not, not favorite. Might be one of my favorite Superman movies. Uh, but, uh, well, I mean, that's a pretty low bar to jump. I mean, that's fair. So, I mean, everyone's got nostalgia for the first, two Superman movies, but boy, are they not very good, actually. I, I, you know, people can fight me on that, and you you might like that Superman, and look, it, it's fine. It was enjoyable for the time, but that really, at the camp level, and like just making Lex Luthor kind of 
a buffoon. It was too much for me. And I, I don't hate the character of Superman. So Superman animated series is where I want to live. So I'll just stick to that. Sure. All right. Uh, but anyways, now that we've waxed on about these movies and shit you don't care about, perhaps we could let Tyler do a little talking and, and tell us about some of the games. Hi, Tyler. Wait, I was just trying to think of stuff. Comic book movies I've actually seen. We're all talking about comic book movies that we like that no one else likes. I I, I like the Watchmen Zack Snyder movie. It, it can never measure up to the I, comic, but I mean, come on, it's it's. But what can? Else. Yeah, I I, will, I love all the extra long cuts of that movie. Yeah, like when I that find, one gets I've, super long. Oh my love gosh. It. <laughs> I. I I love that movie too. I actually enjoyed it more than the. And I read the comic after I saw the movie, but I actually enjoyed it more than than the the comic. Okay, think, we're gonna I move on from that opinion. I think that, the comic we're just gets getting a, into that, unacceptable. No, level because like <laughs> there's like the comic gets like I don't know. It just puts in like there's just some stuff that just gets overly obtuse, like the like that like the cutaway pirate stuff yeah. and like I, yeah i love that's it like all well isn't that like a motion comic that was like a special feature they they added that stuff back they in did was... they added yeah they added it in. i forget anyway. what it's called it's not the black pearl because that's pirates no, of the caribbean but it's like, like something like that something like that yeah i'm getting great. mixed up with the, the I'm, thing I, from I'm just star- oh. i'm just starting to watch the um the new watchman show that's interesting oh very I'm, good yeah that's like a cu- cu- couple episodes in yeah. right it's sorry, the black freighter Black yes. Black Freighter is what it is. Just one heck. Anyways, Tyler, tell us about games. Guys. Video games. What's the first DC Comics game? We've talked about it probably twice on the show. Superman. It's Superman for Super- 2600. Special edition with the wallet. It's, you get gotta it. get the wallet. Yeah. But that wallet get the one is with the wallet. not unique. Uh, the prices on this have been nuts because guess what? Comic people are buying about video it? games. Because we're influencers? Uh, yes, why? 100% because of us, because we're influencers. Like, I don't even know. No. I didn't actually look up a price for this, because I was only going to mention it in passing, but now I'm actually curious what they've been selling for on eBay, and we're going to do it live on the show, guys. Take that, Josh Byerly. We're the real influencers. Um, what? What the, <laughs> what the actual hell? Wow. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah, know. What, where, what's sorry. that shot about? <laughs> oh, I, I did I highest first. That is why the prices are so high. Uh, like $100. Uh, some buy it nows for n- all right. Nothing makes sense. All right, it goes for like thirty dollars, which are normal ones, and then some of them go for like a hundred. So, who knows? The cartridges literally sell for a dollar because it's an Atari game, guys. Um, okay, I, I have a I have a question for you, Tyler, really quick. Yes. Do you feel like you have you like that you insert the word guys now into your vocabulary like more often because you watch reserved investments? <laughs> no. That, because I that feel is, like uh, that you're that's, asking me to analyze my psychology. I, like I yeah, don't I know. I feel like that. That's I feel like that. That's that's actually happening. I feel like you're putting <laughs> oh, in guys. No. You're putting in guys a lot I, uh, when when previously you did not. Oh my god, that that might you, be that true. Definitely <laughs> didn't happen for me. Um, so. I've I've definitely started doing things ironically that have turned into things I do like for serious. <laughs> that happens with my wife a lot. Like we do that a lot. Um, so I would not be surprised if I'm saying guys because of I originally started saying it in like a tone making fun of reserved investments. <laughs> I, I'll give I'll give one fun fact about Superman on Atari 2600. The fun fact is the only superhero games on Atari 2600. Atari 2600, like uh, 1977. Through, I said 1977. It's like 1979, right? It's not, 77 is when Atari came out. 19. 19- 79 no 1977 is atari and it ran up through like 1990 and we got 
two superhero games, Spider-Man and Superman. That's crazy. Huh. Uh, considering, you know, to... superhero stuff was happening in the 80s. Uh, it's crazy that there's no Batman game. There was a Hulk game that was in development that was canceled. Um, and then there was a, there's like Buck Rogers. It would just Rogers. be like one button that the, the button is smash. And you just... <laughs> I mean, probably the whole Hulk game will probably be pretty easy smash, to make on twenty six hundred. You have the smash button. That's all you That's need. Right. Yeah, walk around and smash. Um, all right, but we're not talking about Marvel, so move on. Oh my god! God damn! Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my fun either. fact yeah. that there's no superhero games on Atari twenty six hundred, which is pretty. It weird. is kind of staggering that these properties were sitting out there and they weren't more taken advantage of. Even on the NES, there's not that many. But you can you can tell us more. What else you got for us? What? No, you got Stefan talking about Sunman. I am going to talk yeah. about Sunman. Sunman is hey, You got great. some Superman? Like, what are your Superman fun facts? Yeah, so I got a Superman fun fact. Uh, so Sunsoft for the NES, uh, building off of the uh, the Batman engine, so uh, the, the original uh, Batman movie and Batman Returns, um, they uh, they built a they built a Superman game for the NES uh, that was actually kind of awesome, right? Because it's it's built off the awesome Batman games. Um, at some point, they like l- either didn't have the license to begin with, because like back in the Wild West of the NES, that actually did happen, where people would like make a game hoping that they would get the license, <laughs> and then it didn't didn't happen um so not a lot is actually known about how this went on because of course you are now listening to me thinking like what are you talking about there was no there was no uh sunsoft superman right um but uh so they didn't end up making it as as a superman game but then they made it into sun man right because sunsoft right so they they turned the sprite all red essentially and just turned it into this red superman clone um but that didn't come out either so they they changed it from superman to sun man and then didn't release it years later uh lost levels uh that website not the not the uh, local uh uh, the, the local game store out here um they they found the prototype for this uh, in Europe, and they actually found two versions of this prototype. A very early one in which the the original sprite for Superman is in there. So, and they also talked to the game's producer, and he he also confirmed that it was originally a, a Superman game. Um, but uh, but then they also found the ROM for the for the completed uh, or at least completed as much as you could play all the way through it said to license by nintendo on the title screen uh for sun man uh and then interestingly enough in in 2014 i want to say uh uh yeah in in 2014 uh a rom hacker actually put the uh the original superman sprite back into the finished version of sun man and changed the title screen to say superman and and changed all the cutscenes and stuff so you can now sort of Play the finished game as the uh, sort of original creative of of uh, Superman. So uh, that is, of course, not for sale um, legally or officially. But the ROM is out there, and you can go find it. So, uh, so yeah, not a not a collectible game per se, but uh, an interesting anomaly and a, an, a Superman fun fact for the NES. Can you imagine? That is like, a fun fact. So Sun Corporation is the one who made Sun, or you know Sunsoft, um, and they just put their their name in front of Man and made that a thing. Can you imagine like Data East Man or Konami Man? It'd be like who would buy that game? I mean, they made Pepsi Man, right? That's a thing. Mm, I mean, mm, 
Pepsi Man. All right, what American would buy that game? <laughs> because you're right. The crazy stuff in Japan does work. I don't know. All right. People? No, answer the question. Did we actually, Tell uh, him. <laughs> did, did we actually get anything on the NES, Stefan? No. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. yeah uh, no. We, we, we got a Superman on the NES. We did. And Just not yeah, that Superman. Not that one. And... If you if you don't know, it's uh, it's a Kemco game. It's fairly forgettable. It does come in two different versions. There's a variant of it. It comes with the a white oval seal or a the you know the black circle seal is available on this game. What can we say about it? It's about a hundred dollar game. From what I can tell, the if you find the box, you're gonna find mainly the circle seal, and I I think. Um, one of the oddities is that the white oval, like you can find the cart, the white oval seal pretty commonly, but boxed white ovals, not very many of. And the last boxed white oval that sold went for like 165 when all the other ones were selling for around 100. So is the white oval more rare in box? Perhaps maybe someone is on that train of uh, finding rare white oval games like oh ma- not many of these got second prints and here they are let's snap those up because these are the rarest ones rather than the first ones the the classic debate uh rarest or first uh been anyways, going on for uh, at least for two years year. now johnny a whole yeah, year two years that that classic debate used to just be the rarest now it's rarest or first so here but we are. uh chemco game not great the nope. uh, sunsoft game pretty good so if you want to play one, I mean, I'm not saying don't buy something to then go pirate another thing, but like I'm just saying, Chemco game's pretty good. I mean, not the Chemco game. Chemco game is like this weird chibi art style, and it's just not. I not had, so when I saw the Chemco game for the first time, I'm like, what did they do? Did they take some anime game and turn it into a Superman game? But no, it's actually a Superman game. It does not look like a Superman game at all. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they just direct because I'm looking at these like the Japanese ads for it right now, and uh, yeah, it was definitely intended on being a Superman game. Uh, they even have like a picture of like a a, a reasonably adult-looking Superman sort of morphing into this chibi version. Uh, it's very weird. And, uh, yeah, it's a really really strange aesthetic, but yeah, it was just a a straight up. It looks like a straight up port from the the Japanese. Well, the do you not want to know another reason I thought this originally wasn't a Superman game because it has like random Famicom music as the the soundtrack for the game. But if you go back to the Japanese version of the game, it's got the Superman movie soundtrack. It's like they made it less Superman porting it to the NES. Just weird game, weird game. I don't yeah, think you can import it because it's got like adventure game elements. Not that I think anyone actually wants to play this. No, probably not. I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe there's a better Superman game. Ooh. Tell me, Stefan, is is there a better one on the Super Nintendo that people should be playing? Yeah, so I can start talking to you about the death and return of Superman. But is it uh, good? It is good. It is a very competent beat-em-up. Beat um, although, personally... And Johnny and I talked about this in the pre-show. Uh, it's I always find it odd when you have Superman as a beat him up character because he's Real dumb. invincible and the strongest thing ever. And so, like a beat him up interaction should be like guy tries to hit Superman, breaks his fist, and then <laughs> Superman punches through his face like that. That should, like, and I I understand from a gameplay logic that that doesn't really hold up but it just it just it always like feels weird when superman's in a beat em up and he's just like 
Oh, he gets Punching knocked. Guys. He gets knocked out by fucking dude with knife. Like, like, <laughs> like, maybe the story addresses it. Like Lex Luthor sends bunch of random dudes, each holding a tiny piece of kryptonite <laughs> in their pocket. <laughs> well, there's also like, yeah, like weird goat guys. And, I mean, there's a lot of weird characters. But also, why doesn't Superman just turn on heat vision and just melt everybody and yeah, move yeah, on? If that's yeah, like, yeah. like, and you can say, well, he won't kill people, so he's, you know. You know, and not investing all of his strength into his attacks. It's like, okay, well, then why doesn't he just jump up in the air and fly past him or like freeze breath or like any other thing than like being punched and falling over because knife guy got him? That's so dumb. <laughs> knife guy. Um, yeah. So it, uh, it, this one, uh, follows the story arc of the, uh, death and return, uh, of Superman from the comic book storyline, you know, culminating in, in, in doomsday. It's uh, th- so one interesting thing about it that I think is interesting anyway, is that it, it, it was part of the and and um, I'm sure Tyler will talk or someone else is going to talk about this when we talk about the Justice League game. But uh, this game was instrumental in the uh, creation of Diablo because uh, Sunsoft at the, uh, simultaneously was had um, uh, Condor, which is the developer that ended up being um, the developers Are you of Diablo. About the right game. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so they were simultaneously they had they had uh, the death and return being um, uh, they they uh, de- they ha- were having Blizzard develop it like Blizzard Blizzard South like our our Blizzard um, and then simultaneously they were having Condor make um, the the Justice League game and it uh, they were they were strikingly similar and and yet neither studio knew the other one was actually working on a game for sunsoft a superhero game for sunsoft so um so yeah those those two games sort of got those two studios talking and then condor ended up becoming another blizzard studio and creating diablo um so that 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 game is so death and return is also sort of instrumental in the storyline of 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 Diablo coming to to fruition, um, but uh, as far as collectability, okay, hold uh, on, j- what? What the f- are you talking about? Condor didn't work on Death and Return of Superman. No, were you listening to what I said? No, because I mean, that's not yes, at all what I said. But you you <laughs> just you just pivoted entirely to a different game. No, I said I said Condor was working on Justice League while Blizzard was. But working Blizzard on and Death Condor Return. both worked on Justice League, so that's how they met. Was it? Because uh, Blizzard did one version of Justice League, Condor did the other, and then they met at CES. Is that true? That's true. Oh. Well, <laughs> Really? All right. Hmm. Wow, that got awkward. That got Man. real awkward. Now I don't know what to do. Do I Man, start over Man, we just ruined the, like... the whole episode. All right, guys, we're going to start over. Hey, just welcome back to another episode of Collector's <laughs> Quest. I'm Tyler I mean, here I... with Johnny and Stefan. So, uh, Stefan, don't you have something to say about your soda stream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking okay, about? Like, real talk, though. What do you want to do from now on? Well, I, we just correct, correct the record. Blizzard worked on Death and Return of Superman, and then like the next year, Justice League Task Force happened, which is where Blizzard worked on Super Nintendo version. And Condor worked on the Genesis version. And yeah. Met, and then Blizzard's like, whoa, you guys are working on Diablo. That seems like a cool game. We want to we wanna publish that game. Or, you know, our parent company that, that, wants to that didn't publish that game. 
And at that point in time, Diablo was like a turn-based game, and Blizzard was like, hey, let's make this game not suck. And they made it not suck. They weren't, they weren't, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true. That's not how that happened either. What? <laughs> We're both wrong. <laughs> We're both wrong because that's not how that happened either. All right. Because uh, Condor wasn't working on, on Diablo at the time. It was in, it was like early concept. Uh, they had it, they had it. They had they had it like a pa- they had it like a paper document. It counts. Um, you would collect that, so it counts as physical. No, and then the, and then they were already so then then they started to develop it, um, and significantly into development is when they decided to take it from turn based to real time, right. and uh, and and the developers were like, oh, it's going to take for fucking ever, and we need all this money. So like Blizzard gave them all that money, and then. Uh, it turns out like they one developer was able to change the system literally in an in an evening. <laughs> so so they <laughs> so got it's like all of this, multiplayer. It they just got happened. all of this extra. They got all of this extra development money for literally like a night's worth of work from one dev. Wow. Um, and in the morning it was just working. Um, so that that's how that change happened. Stefan, but uh, uh, vintage game development sounds so cool. Like. No one who worked on The Last of Us 2 could have done something like that, but like you get into the 80s and 90s and it's just like, oh yeah, one guy, this guy did this, and he, uh, he created video game history forever. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God for Todd, right? Fundamentally <laughs> changed, fundamentally changed gaming as we know it in yeah. an evening. Yeah. Way to go, Todd. We appreciate you staying late last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the crunch time. We'll give you time and a half. Wow, Anyways. we just said a lot of like wrong stuff and then corrected a bunch of right stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, to Collector's Quest. I don't care about Justice League games. I was um, I was thinking of a way to talk about Diablo instead, which is a much more interesting game. Anyway, back okay. to Superman well, games, guys. We just back did it. to Super. I mean, I'm gonna jump in on this. Like one of the interesting things about this, and we'll get same thing on Justice League. But uh, when Genesis games and Super Nintendo games typically happen. You get like some weird Genesis game and some weird Super. They are not the same game usually. They don't usually attempt to be like this one's a beat 'em up and this one isn't. It's a platformer like Pirates of Dark Water or this one's a point and click like Scooby Doo and then this one's a platformer. You get a lot of weird stuff. For these games though, they really focused in, and the Genesis and the Super Nintendo game, while not exactly the same game because they were made by different people and the sprites are a little bit different. But they are both beat em ups and they attempt to follow the same storyline. So, to be clear, we're talking about Justice League Task Task Force? And also Death and Returns of Superman. Okay, because Justice League Task Force is a one on one fighting game. And Death and Returns of Superman is like a beat em up. Yeah, yeah, it's a beat em up. I'm speaking mainly on Death and Returns. I'm just saying that they both, in fact, tried to do the same thing. Specifically, Death and Return is, is a beat em up. On both systems, rather than doing the weird Genesis Super Nintendo platformer over here, you know, beat them up over here. That's not what happened. They kept it the same. Like I said, the sprites and the music are obviously different, but kept it similar. It was like that DC or something said, this storyline's got to be consistent. We're working on a thing. This is a major marketing push for us on, you know, many different platforms, uh, you know, many media types. So keep it tight. Anyways, also weird about this game, go, t- talking about prices for the, specifically for the Super NES. Like, so Genesis, uh, yeah, like normal, like the Genesis version is cheaper than the Super Nintendo version complete, right? Uh, G- Genesis is hovering around like the ninety dollar mark. Uh, but Super Nintendo is doing some weird gymnastics over on the Ebay's. 
uh, going ranging from like 120 bucks to $400 right now, uh, complete. Um, and I'm not super sure as to why. Um, yeah, there's oh, one it says for like Superman 100... on it, Stefan. No, yeah, I know. But there's but, one that's but... like $120 for a complete one. Not great. But then just a manual is $80. Yeah, and like that for that hundred and twenty dollar one and like the four hundred dollar one were like a week apart. So it's like what the like I don't I don't know. Yeah, so I, I mean I, I have don't some know observation. Super Nintendo's had a lot of weird movement and it, you know, people are typically buying nicer copies of games right now and kind of leaving the chaff for others. But I, I feel like Super Nintendo games, as I've been looking at them lately. It's running a little thin on complete games, especially nice complete games. Clearly, there are pockets of buyouts happening right now where people are snapping them up. I'm sure there's some investor like just cursing me for saying the you know the things that were supposed to be left unsaid so they could make their monies. But uh, yeah, well, they're taking away their money anyway. <laughs> yeah, Super Nintendo games have been going away for a couple months now. So keep an eye out on that for nice Super Nintendo games. I know I talk a lot about like Super Nintendo not specifically being appreciated by the investor community. Um, but maybe, I, I don't know if, you know, they're just buying them up to to like lay in wait to see if a big push happens or not. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, in the future here, we start to see a bigger push on Super Nintendo, start to see more of them in auctions and whatnot. So the Anyways. $400 one, it was both in nice shape and had the registration card. And I don't see a lot of them right. with the registration card. Sure, but like a like a two to three hundred dollar Delta. Yeah, I don't know. Eesh. I don't know, man. It looks like a generic registration card too. It's just a Sunsoft card. It doesn't say Superman on it. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, to some like if if you're a comic person, four hundred dollars is nothing for a comic book if you're playing in like the key issue thing. So if you just wanted this game, yeah. you wanted like a really nice hundred percent complete copy, and this was the first one that came up, and it was four hundred dollars. You're not going to be like, ah, oh, really. I really should only be paying two hundred. That also was that that hundred and twenty dollar one was a was like a natural auction, whereas the four hundred dollar one was a buy it now. Sure. So that that also sort of runs along with that narrative. Right. Um, so that covers, I think, uh, the Superman stuff for that yeah, era. Yeah, got real I, weird. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to talk real quick. Just, I'm I've got a hot take for Superman games. Whoa! And hear me out, guys. I say guys because I say that a lot. I just want it to be clear that I do <laughs> no, not watch. No, but it's not watch just that. It's not just that Tyler says it. It's how he says it. Okay, I just want it to be clear. I don't watch reserved investments. I just want Tyler that literally does to go, be known. Guys. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just making my point there. It's not from there. Okay. Cool. All right. Anyways, All right. my hot take: Superman sixty four. Uh, Less expensive oh, than the it game should for be. Commodore sixty four. Uh, no, Superman uh, on the N64. Hmm. I think it's less... Well, I want to be clear. It's the collector's edition that I'm talking about. Oh. And if you if you don't know what I mean, that it's the collector's edition of the, N, of the N64 game, all of the copies that were ever made have a little silver badge on them that say collector's edition. At least I think that's true. Uh, I don't think they made enough to get to a non-collector's edition <laughs> copy, but it does come with a couple of items that you're going to want to make sure you have. It's got like an Atlas card. And one, Atlas is a publisher that always becomes collectible. So look for that. It's got a poster and it has a mini comic. Wait, so, wait. Is it Atlas? It's Titus, right? Titus. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Titus. 
Good. Now we're all, now we've all been wrong about something. That's <laughs> very important. I just I just misspoke. That's <laughs> well, whatever. Anyways, still Titus is a publisher that gets snapped up. But the mini comic, the poster, uh, it also has you know some infamy. So it's got one. It's a Superman game, but it has that infamy of being the worst N sixty four game. But we're walking into markets where people don't care about gameplay anymore, right? Like I barely care about gameplay on half the stuff. I buy like I'm not like well I hear this is a really good game so I'm gonna go buy it so I can play that's not what I'm doing here but investors in the market they definitely don't care and it's got like some of those uh you know key items like a comic book and a poster sitting in there so I think the seventy dollars that it currently sits at is maybe a little low that's all I'm saying you can get it for about seventy sixty five dollars complete if you don't have it yet and you're ever worried about this I would just say sooner than later to pull the trigger make sure that you have a complete copy uh there's there's zero nice complete ones on ebay right now and so 75 there was a buy it now for 75 that was uh, not 100 complete but had the poster and the comic that looks like it was probably underpriced considering how like you're saying like all the nice stuff's gone guys yeah. um i mean there, there was some other completed in, in that in that range there so, is a, I mean, an auction that ended more. for 100 that didn't have the poster. I mean, it could just be that, you know, video games are all over because everything is completely crazy right now. That's probably right. a good thing to say. Uh, if yes. you want your Superman 64, you should pick it up now. As if, like, there's a bunch of people who really want Superman 64. No, but if, you're, if we're talking about the comic people coming in, like, if they're going to stick to what they know and... Superman is what they know, right? So Superman is one of the biggest characters ever. So, I I mean, I I think people laugh when you say Superman N64, but to the people who might be looking to pick this up, I mean, it doesn't have that stigma. You're right. Like, people buy E.T. on Atari because E.T. is one of the worst games ever made. Oh, did it get expensive somehow? (laughs) Yeah. So, just throwing it out there that now is the time to look at those kinds of things. Anyways... Tyler, let's let's go on to a, a hero that I like more than than Superman. Wonder Woman. Oh, tell me about all of the Wonder Woman games. <laughs> I didn't want to get into this now, but um, yeah. All right, everybody, think of your favorite Wonder Woman game. Go ahead. We'll wait. All right. Did you find one yet? What? Was it the mobile game that came out in 2017? The only Wonder Woman game. <laughs> the only one. The only one in this span of history, there are no individual one. What kind of tragedy is this? Uh, Think of all board, the shitty properties. There are more Wonder Woman board games. Than there I don't are care about video games. Yeah. Okay. So, Tyler, can you give me one reason maybe that you think that there are no Wonder Woman games? No! Because <laughs> only I've boys buy video games is one oh, of the misogyny. people misogyny is like misogyny the, 80s, the answer. 90s and 2000s? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just that underlying like, oh, boys don't want to play as a girl. Like, I, I, it's, I mean, you just look and it's just like a bad take. But you think, oh, that's fine for the '80s and the '90s. But what about the 2000s and the 2010s? Aquaman got a game in 2003. And not like Aquaman's unpopular. He's in the Justice League, but Wonder Woman's in the. F- Trinity, like I can't. What yeah. would the Marvel equivalent be? Marvel, I I don't even know Marvel stuff. Who's the most popular I mean, Marvel people? Like right now, probably Iron Man, Spider Man, 
Captain America, yep. something like that. Yep. Did I miss one? I like, mean, what well, if, like, Scarlet... Iron Man had zero video games? Yeah, I mean, but think about it. Scarlet Witch probably doesn't have... Our Scarlet Witch doesn't have any games. Black Widow um, doesn't. Black Widow doesn't have any video games. I don't know. I don't I mean, see. The, I don't yeah. know enough about Marvel stuff, but uh, don't seem like. But some but again, B-A- minus she is part of the Trinity. <laughs> she is the Trinity, right? Like the 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 Trinity of DC is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. That's yeah. their Trinity. How in the F, especially like. In the golden age of, of that animation where you had all the Justice League games, which she's in, we know we know she's in games. How did she not get her own? Like Flash got a standalone game, Aquaman's got a game. You didn't put Wonder Woman in a game? How? Like you didn't be even so call easy. like she, Justice she's got a lasso, just make some shitty God of War game. Yeah, I mean anything. I, she I mean, had, you she could had use movies this. recently, she didn't get a game. Those I are like know, popular movies. People are like, oh, it's this is the only good DC movie right now. And like, she still didn't get a game. Yep. I think Injustice 2 is probably the the most recent thing that she that she's been in. Yeah. Was in. Like, and it's fine. She's been in games, but like you yeah. just think Batman has so many games. Superman has so many games across so many different like she didn't even Howard the Duck has a Commodore 64 <laughs> game. Okay. <laughs> like this is the thing I'm talking about. How did Wonder Woman not accidentally get a game? Just one, like one bad one somewhere. This Isn't is Dazzler an X Men? Like what? The- <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about just like third string, yeah. uh, female superheroes that got appearances, but still, like nobody still has gotten their own game. Yeah, I mean, it's just it- it's fascinating that it hasn't happened. Wait, wait, is there any is there any female superhero that's gotten their their yeah, own I'm game? I'm thinking now, like female superheroes oh. have bad rates of appearances yeah. in games. Yeah, this is yeah, it's not a good look, I guess. Um, no, I mean, definitely no we have Samus. Definitely yeah. no Storm. Yeah, no Jean Grey's. No oh, Phoenixes. Catwoman. There's a Catwoman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a movie. Yeah. but she's not a hero, and I I did mean to bring mm. her up. <laughs> I I was going to bring her up in the. Uh, Hey, a woman who got a game. Session, also, like the yeah. the weird Halle Berry movie got <laughs> was the yeah. One there are two Catwoman. Well, Catwoman is on like N sixty four and Xbox, and but there is a Game Boy Color version of it that is not the Halle Berry one. It is the it is the nineties DC one, and that game goes since we're already on it. I was going to talk about it later, but it, it goes for about thirty five to ninety five dollars. It's got like sweet comic art on it. If you're into this kind of thing, uh, yeah, I know it's Game Boy Color. My apologies, but go out and grab that game. I just recently showed it on my Instagram. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go look. There aren't that many completes around anymore, so keep your eyes out. Uh, you know, piece it together if you have to. The box is going to be the hardest part on that to find. Excellent box, though. Anyways, and avoid. Anything that had to do with the Hollyberry Catwoman, those <laughs> atrocious. But also not Catwoman's first appearance in a game because that was in Batman Returns. Ooh. I played the so, Hollyberry Catwoman game. You have to go around and collect prizes, if I remember. That's what the, the bonus items were called. Are you kidding? <laughs> what a bad idea. Anyways. Um, let's talk about that hero I just alluded to. Batman. I gave us a segue. Oh. Oh, Batman, that's who you were talking about. He doesn't have uh, any games, right? 12 minutes yeah. ago? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so tell oh, me. Oh, you want me to talk about, about the first Batman, Batman game because yeah. it's some yes. stupid microcomputer game that no one cares about except for Tyler. Hey, me, and me. Uh, 1986, which is seven years after Superman got a game. Uh, again, just surprising that these properties were not completely blown out like they are now. Uh, Batman was released for uh, ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, Amstrad CPC, and Amstrad PCW, which I've never even heard of. Uh, this was the first Batman game. It looks exactly like Night Lore. If you don't know what Night Lore is, it looks exactly like Solstice. Uh, it's kind of like an isometric platformy looking thing. Although I, I'm not sure if Batman's a platformer. I, probably is. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's cheap. I don't know how cheap it is, but every all these microcomputer games cost nothing. I was just talking about how I bought a bunch of them. And I also want to point out there is a, a fairly common ZX Spectrum plus two action pack, which includes uh, RoboCop and the Batman the movie game, which is not this Batman. So there is not a, a computer bundle that includes this game. Don't be tricked. In fact, the other two games on, on British microcomputers mainly are Batman the Caped Crusader in 1988 uh, and Batman the movie. So there are three Batman games kind of from this era. Uh, and they all just kind of look like Batman. Well, I guess Batman the Cape Crusader has a thing on it. Anyway, get them right. Get the 1986 Batman. It's the first Batman game. Collectible. Gonna be worth $400. Move your money now to British microcomputer games. Oh, but Wada's not going to grade them. What a disappointment. Um, not grade them yet. <laughs> Dennis, you listening to the show? Grade cassettes. You need to grade cassette cases. You would encapsulate so many games. And you could start grading cassettes in general and expand your business because All tapes are becoming collectible. Right? And yeah, great actually, DVD movies. I mean, come on. You already have the case size for them. Start, I want I want to grade my uh, my DC animated movies because I like them a lot. I want to get that 9.8 A++. Anyways, <laughs> um, you can have that idea for free, Dennis. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't have anything on his plate. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's. And he he's definitely listens to the show. Does not. All right. Does not. Um, I just want to point out Batman the Cape Crusader. If you have not seen that game, it looks awesome. And I just mean looks. I haven't played it, but um, it's a it, like a platform adventure type of game. And every screen you move between appears as a new comic panel uh, on the it draws it on the screen and then it fades out your old panel into the background. So it kind of has this like actual comic book aesthetic, which for the time nothing was doing until like Comic Zone, I don't think. Uh, and then Batman the movie in 1989, there's a computer version where all the computer versions are the same, and then the NES and Genesis versions of that are their own thing. And like PC Engine, I think. They're their own thing, right, Johnny? Yeah, yeah PC Engine is completely different. Like, the Genesis and the, and the Nintendo one, you know, one, you're taking a, a leap, you know, from 8-bit to 16-bit, so it's going to be different, but it's basically kind of like platforming, um... Genesis one, you know, bigger sprite looks pretty good, plays fine. Uh, the Nest one is is like kind of a classically hard, wonderful game. But the Turbo Graphics sixteen, uh, I say Turbo, but I mean PC Engine, because it never came out in America. That is like a top down game, and that looks kind of awesome. I'm I'm into it. Go check it out if you haven't seen it because it's com it's Batman. It's a completely different play type. If you're looking at Batman the movie, and you know. We don't need. We're not going to get into all the Batman Return stuff, but it's like a pretty sweet game. If you if you're looking at getting some, you know, titles from other countries, 
I would highly recommend looking at that one. I, I've looked at that one many times, uh, and now is a good time to mention our sponsor, uh, Cheap Cheap Games, where you can find Batman for the PC Engine for a cheap, cheap price. That's right. Hit up Red the Game Shark for Cheap Cheap Games. Actually, he had this one sealed for, I don't know, like I think like a year, and I was like, I picked it up probably 10 times in a year in which I, I had saw him, and I didn't buy it, and I'm kind of regretting it now. Was Anyways. it Cheap Cheap? It was cheap. I think it was like a hundred bucks or 70 bucks or something. And now I'm just like, why didn't I buy that? I should have bought, bought that. Jeez, Johnny, come on. I should have bought that. I've seen that sealed a few times. It's like some, I don't know how PC engine games work. It's definitely one that comes up sealed, but uh, I bought that maybe two or three years ago. And it was like a, maybe a 50, $60 game when I bought it. Um, maybe yeah, I'm misremembering, but it, it wasn't like one of like the, oh, cheapy, uh, whatever PC engine games. I definitely had to like specifically no, no. go and buy that for a few bucks. Yeah, it wasn't like one of the ten dollar ones. It it is carries carries a little cachet and weight. Yeah. Um, also, I want to point out just because we mentioned uh, all the versions of Batman the movie, Batman for NES. Um, I, I say this in like, you know, we're living in twenty twenty one. It's still like a fifty dollar game, like maybe sixty dollars for like a nice one. Um, Seems cheap. One of the highest regarded, like, it's not my favorite NES game or anything, but a lot of people really like it. Plus, it's, it's a good freaking game. Batman. Um, like, how is it this low still? What are uh, people doing? Yeah, I mean, really, they made a million of them. It's obviously a super well-made game, and the music is outstanding. Just everyone go buy Batman. We, the co- official Collector's Quest hype. Everybody go buy Batman. <laughs> yes. To yeah, the moon. And, and to the moon, baby. Get it. That's, uh, that's all the energy I have for that. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. All That's right. all we need. All right. And then go buy Batman NFTs. I don't know. Absolutely buy a Batman <laughs> NFTs. And if you want like some sweet alternate Batman covers, um, Famicom and you know some of the microcomputer ones have like for the Batman the movies have, like really nice clean Batman covers. The Batman for NES, I don't love like the blue above and yeah. below it. It takes away from it, but you get like the Famicom, just like a clean one. Really they nice. They could have made know. it so it, stark and black and yeah, and and instead they made it look garbagey. They kind of make it look garbagey. Yeah, I don't like the, the worst part about this game is the box, weirdly, because everything else about the game is like pretty good. So yeah, uh, we're not like, talking if about you go it, look but at the, the sequel, one. Return of the Joker, also like some of the best box art in NES. Uh, the Joker yeah, with the Batman symbol in his eyes. Absolutely, uh, yeah, that's super really cool. good. And then you have, like, uh, the Genesis one is much better than ours. Just ours is so bad. Ours? Not ours. Ours ours as in North America. Oh, okay. I I don't know why I'm taking ownership. I thought you were talking about the NES version. Like, Nintendo is us and Genesis is all the others. Yeah, like me and my Genesis games. I I, want to make sure I'm not lumped in with those guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. It's just upsetting that they. I love Batman so much, and I hate when they do dumb things. Anyways, uh, you can... I could get into it. I don't want to. I don't need to, like, diatribe about this. Move us on, Tower. What to what? Tell me about <laughs> the Atari Link Special Edition. You want me to talk about that, Johnny? No, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, so I said we weren't going to talk about Batman Returns, but I, I love Batman so much. I saw this, like, really wonderful, dumb thing uh, that I didn't know existed, and this is more of me just highlighting something cool that I hadn't heard of, and maybe you will too. There is a special edition console for the Lynx 
The console itself is just the links to it's it's nothing special, but there's a box with Batman Returns imagery on it, and they, they call it their special edition. There's also another Atari Lynx box, which just has a picture of the cart on there. Uh, or not the cart, uh, the box art for Batman Returns, which for on the links is also just a bat symbol. Looks pretty nice, uh, but that's not the one you want. You want the special edition that's like $400 and has the Batman Returns characters on it. And suddenly I'm thinking about buying a boxed Lynx, which is very, that's, it's a strange feeling for me. I don't know. It's a weird I don't thing. know how to feel about it. <laughs> I have mixed emotions. It. I mean, it sure looks like something you would buy because it's it totally a video looks game like, thing like, with like a licensed property slapped on it. And I know you like these kind of special consoles, but man, I do. It's also a Lynx, Johnny. I know. <laughs> you know, for a while, like one of my first goals, and I don't know if I've ever talked much about this. Like, I wanted to have every console boxed, like that you could get in America. So I own a Lynx. I have a Lynx out in my garage. That's why I have the Panasonic. That's why, you know, I have a 3DO. I, I have these systems for a reason. I never, ever want to play them. It's why I have a boxed Jaguar and Jaguar CD, like, which I should probably get rid of. What am I ever going to do with them? <laughs> but, uh, I, I think I want this. I'm going to wait. Cause there's been some better closed prices on this. Uh, the ones that are available right now are pretty high. If I can get it for like $200, I will spend $200 on it. All right. Uh, you know, I'm uh, someone's going to hit me on this. Like, I, I, no one cares about the links. I'm not calling links bad. I've actually played good games and like chip challenges on links. Ninja Gaiden 3 is on links. I played it. It's a, it's a port. It's not a great port. It's, it's a, a port. port. It's a port. Um, links games uh, are cool. <laughs> links is yeah, you not can, cool. You can get, a pinball game that features Elvira on it. Pretty cool, yeah, right? Rampart. Rampart's a good game. Hey, you can play the worst version of Rygar, which is the arcade version. Oh, great. There's that Dracula <laughs> yeah. game with the cool box art. Yeah, I don't know there's what also, that is. I just know there's like a vampire game. It is. It's called Dracula. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, you did it. Isn't Ninja Gaiden 1 on there as well? Uh, It is, but it's the arcade game, so who cares? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like Rygar. Avoid. Oh, why? Why'd they do that? Atari, no one wants your arcade games. Give us the shitty console ports on the handheld. Come on. That's they probably like. thought they were so cool. Like, we're not going to have to give them the NES version. We're going to give them the real version of Ninja Gaiden and Rygar that <laughs> and people right. don't want to play. Oh, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. whatever, people in the 80s probably wanted those. But So, oh, stupid Stephanie, 80s people. Stupid Stephen, 80s people. Uh, you want to talk about uh, your your little Batman facts? You, we've we've been eclipsing your ability to talk. I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah, that's okay. I've been doing. I stuff. had to listen to you guys talk about Zack Snyder movies. So you know what? That's true, and my Soda Stream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I could talk about my uh, Batman Rises Sinzu. Okay, tell uh, us about it. What, what's what's interesting about about this game as far as Batman? Uh, goes? The the base game, nothing. It's absolutely don't buy it. Well, um, but you, it, I mean, but it's based off like animated series property, which is pretty cool. It it is it is. Um, but uh, it but there's uh, collector's editions, and that's that's where that's where the jam is, people. Uh, so the uh, the odd thing though is that while the Xbox and PS2 versions of the of the uh, collector's editions uh, both feature uh, action figures of various combinations, because um, last time I talked about this a couple years ago, and last time I did, I ended up being wrong because I was like, oh yeah, uh, Batgirl's not on. 
uh, on the they don't have Batman or they don't have the Batgirl figure for the PS2 version. That ended up being wrong. So I know there are there are three <laughs> three available figures uh, across the two platforms. Be or sorry, four. Uh, so there is uh, Batman, and there is Batgirl, and there is Robin, and there's Nightwing. Um, and so across those two or across those two platforms, there are some combination of four action figures. I don't know uh, what goes where because every time I say something, I end up being wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, so, but the the GameCube version, what makes yeah, this, this ooh, kind of which, an odd which thing, figures on that? Which figures in the GameCube? It's got to be a None. good one, right? Because Nintendo, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Nintendo. You'd think they'd go back for f- to bat for something cool. Nope. Uh, the GameCube version indeed has a lithograph. Oh. Whoa, a lithograph! A lithograph. That sounds yeah. fancy. I can hang that on my wall. You, yeah, you could get that framed. You could get that sucker framed. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, don't buy the GameCube version unless it's for your set, which you know, set collecting is stupid. So why would you do that? <laughs> um, it, but uh, it but it really is much weird cheaper. to be like. It feels weird to be like, don't buy the Nintendo one. Go buy, go buy the yeah. Xbox one. Yeah. Uh, so the GameCube version is substantially cheaper because it's dumb, uh, at $60. And, and normally I talk about CIB prices. Now at this time, like this is one of those things where you are more likely to either find just the game alone or find it sealed. Like you, you, you less often do you find this thing actually opened. Um, so so yeah, the sealed prices on the Xbox and TV, PS2 versions hover around like 150 to 200 dollars, depending on. Sometimes, uh, very occasionally, you'll see it hit like 250 if you really, uh, if someone really wanted that particular figure or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, so somewhere around there, uh, GameCube much much less at 60 dollars. Um, because they knew but, they didn't need yeah. to include some bullshit to sell the GameCube version because everyone's just gonna want GameCube stuff just like now. Just like now. <laughs> That's exactly how it was, I'm sure. I, I mean, yes. there, w- there was also a GBA version of this. Also didn't come with anything, just so you know. Dumb. Yeah, real dumb. Hey, there you go. That's my last thing. Okay. Um, I, I can only add, like, real quick, as another fun, like, collectible, and I wanted to include a comic in, in this. So, Batman... Um, Dark Tomorrow for the Xbox and GameCube come with a mini comic, which is pretty cool. Except that if you want it on the Xbox, it's like twenty dollars, and you can find it with the comic. But if you want it on the GameCube, it's like fifty. The comics are not the same though, so you can't just be like, "Oh, I'll buy the Xbox one and get a shitty copy for the GameCube and steal the comic out of the Xbox one." Nope, you can't do that. Different comics. So, but if you do that enough times and start listing them on eBay, inevitably someone will think you can and they'll get like published somewhere and you'll change history forever. Yeah, you could really mess things up. So please do. (laughs) Uh, All right. So we want to talk about uh, we got. I mean, that's not like every Superman and Batman game. Those are just a few interesting. No, no. We wanted to talk about uh, this. No way. Comprehensive. So there are all the, the Batman Arkham games. That had collector's editions, and I'm sure each successive one came in a bigger crate that uh, you can stick in a corner in your game room and be like, I wonder what's in that crate. I don't remember. Probably some statue. <laughs> actually, I do. I, I, I actually think, have a few. What was it? Arkham City had the, the statue with the Joker and all the TVs. That was actually kind of a cool statue, if I remember correctly. But it, it really was. Yeah. I don't collect statues. Uh, no, I don't have room for that crap. Stop it. 
Okay, actually, Johnny, tangent. I might okay. not hate collector's editions because I realize I've been buying more collector's editions this year. I hate collector's editions that come with statues, which is almost mm. everything. Like once you get to like, you know, 2006 and on, it's like all garbage and statues and stuff like that. But earlier collector's editions, I'm finding, yeah, I want like Grand Theft Auto collector's edition on, on PC. There's nothing different about it. It's just a different box, but I still want it. Um, I've been buying more stuff like that. And That's a weird pivot. It's made me think, like, maybe I don't hate collector's editions. I just hate statues and really big boxes. See, How is I, this helping you meet your collecting goals, Tyler? Um, I mean, it's not really helping me meet my collecting goals. It's just me thinking about my collecting goals as I've uh, decided, like, which versions of games I want to buy. Like, uh, no, nah, I, won't, I won't spoil uh, a good thing I bought. But, I don't know, just something I thought I'd point out. Well, I, there... There are statues, which I like. So some cool statues, like if it's a nice statue, I just don't like really rushed, crappy statues. And we've moved past the era of like getting statues. We've moved past the era of even getting posters or manuals with our game. So it's like, now it's like special editions. Like, here's what I hate about new special editions. I'm like actually okay with some of the older special editions as we move on, but I'm not in in it for your buttons and your stickers. Like, I don't mind getting a button, like, just as a throne, whatever. But when you tell me with your, like, you know, 0.2 cent sticker that this makes it a collector's edition, I'm not for that. Like, the, uh, what is it, Nicalis or whatever publisher with the Switch games, they throw some extra stickers in their first prints. That's totally cool, whatever. Uh, but when you try to, like, base a whole special edition around that, like, especially when back in the day we were spending you know, $80 for a special edition and getting like a batarang or a statue. And now this is what it's like. I'm out. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Um, super dumb. So tell me, uh, tell me more. Well, what like, else we got? Let's move away from Batman or oh, you got more on this. No, I was just saying, I, I don't like statues also. Cause I don't like, uh, separating out complete in box games. Like if there's something cool in a complete in box game, I'm just going to keep it in that box. I don't care how cool it is. So whatever there's, I'm sure there's uncharted collector's editions that have statues in them, but I'd never display the statues. They'd I'd just be like, that's weird that that game's not complete anymore because I took that thing out and I'd want to put it back in the flash 1991, Johnny, I'm going to Whoa. blow some Gen Z kids minds here. Do it. I say kids, <laughs> but um, as your, as your mind was also blown. Yes. Cause my millennial ass mind was blown. Um, the flash <laughs> 1991 on game boy, uh, based on a 1990 TV show, live action flash. It had one season. I had no idea this show existed. It looks cheesy as f- it has like a bunch of fast motion sped up footage of like the Flash doing stuff. Um, and Mark Hamill. Johnny and Stefan were like, wow, Tyler, you're the biggest idiot. You didn't know this show existed. Not the biggest idiot. I'm the biggest. But idiot. like not yeah. the smallest either. Mm. No, but like Mark Hamill was in it. The suit was neat. Uh, well, especially because I was into costuming, right? Uh, back in the day. Uh, I was into costuming when it wasn't called cosplay because I'm old. Uh, we were like the the way they did like kind of the fabricy looking stuff on the latex suit was really cool. So, cause most of that suit was like latex undercoating, but they are urethane, polyurethane, but the way they got like that, 
like red velvety sheen on it was pretty cool. So lots of guys like really started to go out and try and get that same, same feel in a lot of their costumes. It was like the show was whatever. It, it was fine. I watched it as a kid and I, I liked it. I was sad it got canceled. Uh, I will never watch it, Johnny. So I can't commiserate with you there. Unlike Pirates of Dark Water, which I feel like I might actually end up watching one day because of. Yeah, you're going to have to because we have to. We oh, have, we're going to well, have to have I, a I podcast. Recommend, podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to have I a different name than what we watch. planned because it already exists. No, I think we just take it. That's that's the pirate <laughs> yeah, way. People have Those taken guys. Collector's yeah. Quest. Like, yeah. yeah, people like legitimately like writing letters to these people. Hey, please stop using my IP. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. And they're like, we're over on a different side of the world. We don't give a shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Intellectual property lawsuits uh, aren't worth it. So uh, the Flash on Game Boy selling for like an average of $20. And there are there were like three or four in solds on eBay. And there are more available now. I remember this being like one of the hardest to get Game Boy games uh, when I was getting yeah, be just fast. a loose Game Boy set. Like I couldn't even find this game for sale at all. And now it's like easily selling for $20. No problem. Complete in box. There is one for $140. That was a buy it now. And the price checking sites don't have anything going back for like four years on this game. Uh, I can't believe a complete in box one sold for $140. This has to be one of the rarest boxes on game boy. Um, right. Or just a game boy box or just uh, any game boy box. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, if you're one of these guys who likes superhero games, this would be definitely one to have complete in box. Tyler will think you are definitely cool if you have the Flash on Game Boy. I have it. Woo, you think I'm cool. Uh, nothing you have counts because you bought everything 10 years ago, Johnny, so nothing's cool. I bought the I don't, Flash a couple of years ago. Your status symbols only count if I know that you paid hundreds of dollars for them. It's not the symbol. It's the uh, the the symbol it's of the wealth that you had to acquire it. So if you acquired it when it wasn't expensive, Johnny, doesn't count. Sorry. Does it count if I bought it like under five years ago? Hmm. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Because you know, I didn't. I didn't do a big push into Game Boy stuff until like the last five years. Oh. Well, I mean, right, I bought. Right. Yeah, you know, sure, it counts. Actually, the. All the, except for this last sale, all the price tracking sales are under $100, which, again, kind of can't believe considering how I never see this game complete in box or in my experience at all. Another interesting fact about this game. There is a, it's a separate game. There's a Sega Master System, The Flash game, also based on the show that came out in 1993. This show was canceled in 1991. I don't know how long but, it takes to develop a Sega Master System game. This game could not have been in development for three years. How? Imagine, what's a show that was popular in 2019 that is irrelevant now? It's like if we got the big video game for game that of, Game now. of Thrones. Just imagine Game of Thrones. Sure. Especially after the catastrophic ending of that, that show. Then trying Ooh. to like make a, other stuff on it. Oh, wait, they are trying to do that, and it looks sad each time. Wait, are they making more more stuff? Yeah, what? I'm sure they are. Well, because the thing is, so HBO's viewership like dropped off the deep end when that show ended. Yeah. So they're like, oh, shit, how do we get our viewers back? Well, uh, I guess we're gonna make more Game of Thrones. So yeah, does that ex- does that exist? I don't even know. No. Yeah, it's yeah, they're doing like a prequel. Oh, all right, I don't know. 
Uh, I mean, maybe I'll watch it. It's I like Game of Thrones: of Return really? of the Viewers. Yeah, I'll I'll give you another fun fact about this Flash game. One, it didn't come out in America because it's Sega Master System. Oh. but also it got a Classics Edition. So Whoa. it was good enough that they got a Classics of it, but never made it to America. Maybe about like a, the uh, the TV show is still running in Europe. Like, do they just no get idea. things late over there? They're like, hey, have Probably. this canceled TV show from America two years ago. Uh, who knows? I mean, we probably That's get late it. stuff from Europe. I don't know. Do we have Doctor Who on the same schedule? Or did we always have Doctor Who on the same schedule? Well, no. like Harry Potter books used to come I mean, in now, later now we Now we have Doctor Who on the same schedule, but we didn't during Classic. Mm. I don't know. Cool. It's possible. Anyways. Um, nice. Yeah, well, what is next? That's, that's, what that's, else do we that's have after the, the Flash? First- the Flash game and the third DC superhero to have a game, I believe. And then now we're going into yeah. the fourth DC superhero to have a game. Yeah, I just want to say that real quick. That Flash game is like $75. Uh, and then just to go back to uh, Batman Rise of Sinzu. So the lithograph, one thing interesting about it is Jim Lee did the art for it. But the manual for the GameCube one is also different than the other ones. Because Jim Lee, it's like a sketch cover which kind of looks cool. And if there's one reason to own one, but don't get the special edition, or is that the only way you can get it? I can't even remember. But uh, yeah, it's got a Jim Lee, like cool Batman sketch on the inside, which has nothing to do with the regular art. one, but why? Yeah. Uh, like the art style does not actually match that of the game or the property it's coming off of. So having Jim Lee do it is kind of a waste, but whatever. Anyways, just like one more fact about it. Now let's talk about Swamp Thing, the fourth hero. Whoa. Whoa. He definitely should have gotten his game before Wonder Woman. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. definitely something that should have happened. Well, oh, what's, you know, what? okay, I'm going off again. So when I think Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, I basically only think Saga of the Swamp Thing, because that's the only thing I know Swamp Thing. I'm a super casual. I, I don't go deep on, like, anything with comic books. What is Swamp Thing, ni- the 1992 video game based on? It's based on a 1990 TV show I have never heard of. Well, it also had a mid-80s movie, too. All right. <laughs> I've never heard of that either. Uh, this TV I show, I will say, looks a lot better than The Flash, but I'm basing this on, like, YouTube video impressions. It looks kind of creepy and horror Swamp Thing actually looks pretty cool. Uh, and it yeah, ran like for three Swamp seasons, Thing. unlike The Flash's one. And yeah, so uh, rare on both NES and Game Boy. Uh, $150 game on NES, like 30 to 40 on Game Boy, which again, just seems low to me. This is when I was collecting Game Boy, this was like one of the hardest games to find. $400 complete sold listings on NES. And then there's one $250 like mint complete in box sold Game Boy listing. Um, and there's no other complete Game Boy copies of this game, like in sold listings on eBay anywhere. So I'm pretty sure someone just really underpriced that complete inbox Game Boy game. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, can I add to your fun facts real quick? Absolutely. There, there were there were two movies. So there was Swamp Thing and the Return of Swamp Thing. Ah. And so Return of Swamp Thing is 1989, and it had a pretty big star in it. It had Heather Locklear. So that was like, you know, Heather Locklear was like the uh, the it girl of the 80s and 90s, right? Like she was very popular. She was on like Dallas, you know, very, you know, you know, she was the like an idealized, over-sexualized girl they threw out there. Um, 
you know, in Heather Locker is, is an attractive lady. So it's weird to see her in like some campy Swamp Thing movie um, from 1989. But there it is. You you got uh, you got a series that ran for a few years. A movie, the first movie that came out in '82, uh, which I saw as a child and kind of gave me nightmares because I saw it in like 1983. And then uh, you got Return of the Swamp Thing almost seven years later with Heather Locklear. There you go. Okay, I guess the the Swamp Thing I'm familiar with was more mid-80s. Um, and I guarantee you Return to Swamp Thing is not anything like the Swamp Thing I'm thinking. No. When I think Swamp Thing, I think like Swamp Thing literally goes to hell to like rescue his girlfriend from demons. And it's like the trippiest shit on planet Earth. Uh, yeah, because it's Alan Moore. Yeah. What do you want? It's yeah, which which makes Swamp Thing kind space. of great. <laughs> not not officially part of the Justice League or anything. Uh, turns out that not a lot of the characters from the Justice League got their own games. Uh, especially not Sadly. Wonder Woman. No, especially not Wonder Woman. Yeah. How about that Cyborg game, though? Yeah? All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Stefan, you work in the, the video games industry. Why is there a Swamp oh, Thing God. game? Yes, like, is this just like... Someone really liked the Swamp Thing TV show, and no one was ever like, let's make a Wonder Woman game. Let's make a Captain America. Oh, there's probably a Captain America game by now. Um, but whatever. They're just like, I really want a Swamp Thing game, guys. I think the kids will be really into Swamp Thing. Um, I mean, maybe. Like, you're, you're asking about, like, NES era. Uh, I know. I know the industry yeah, is so like, different. But. So, so, yes. Weird Weird that would happen. Sure. Um, <sighs> I like all the R-rated movies. Like, why is True Lies a game? It it makes well, no like, sense. We look. We, we're gonna do it. We're smoking? gonna do the R-rated movie. I want to do the R-rated movie rundown. Like, so, that is absolutely like, gonna be an episode because that's an awesome yeah. set. Like even like the set of all R-rated movies. Like, do R-rated movies now even get games? I feel like like all these popular games are like PG thirteen kind of movies. Well, I mean, I'm most, sure they do. M- the most popular movies now are not usually R-rated. Like yeah. most. Most movies do better if they're PG or PG-13, because that obviously wider appeal, more people can see them. Yeah. Uh, PG-13, the rating in general, uh, the worst part of movies, uh, period. I'm just going to say Just, that. Just a reminder that Poltergeist is a PG movie. Yep. Yep. Go because watch guess it. what? A lot of people saw that movie when they were six, and they were scared out of their pants, and it was a formative childhood experience. Good. Good. Yeah, r- you should yeah, be scared r- just, to look under your bed. There is an evil clown there, and he's going to strangle you. Have a good night. Just man, wow. I I've talked about Poltergeist too much on this show, but like, it also like seem it's part of my my hometown's lore. It's amazing. Go go watch Poltergeist if you haven't. Yeah, but Len not the Wing new one because Wing? why would you? What's that? Len Wing he created um, Swamp Thing. Huh. Him and Bernie Wrightson. Right. Huh. 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 Uh, also, also created uh, Wolverine. And that's uh, I did not see that coming. I didn't know that. What The creator we, we of Wolverine have... created Swamp Thing. Huh. Huh. We have more things to talk about. Tyler, tell me more. Tell me Tell me more things about Justice League. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Wolverine now. Um, no. Do we have more things? Oh, more. I mean, we the Justice League Task Force game. The first appearance of, uh, let's go, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, uh, Green Arrow, and not Batman, Superman. It's a fighting game. It's got six characters, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, came out the same year as Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, which has 20 characters. Whoops. Is that right? Yep. 
And this was the one that was uh, SNES developed by Blizzard, and the Genesis version was developed by Condor, which is the company that became Blizzard North and went on to make Diablo 1 and 2. Uh, I guess my fun fact, uh, one more fun fact to that story. Uh, so they made Justice League Task Force, Blizzard North, uh, and then right before they made Diablo, they made the NBA Quarter Black Club 96 Game Boy port. Uh, so that's the one game they made uh, before Diablo, which is excellent, I think. Uh, did we talk about, we didn't talk about the prices for Justice League Task Force Genesis. It's like $30. Make sure you get the poster and registration card. Looking on eBay, like prices are all over the place. I don't, like people, a lot of people don't price in things like posters and registration cards until you have like the mint condition, 100% complete in box game. And then that gets a huge bump. Um, so just make sure you get that stuff. Super Nintendo, it's $15 loose. $50-ish complete in box. It doesn't seem crazy. Get the poster and registration card. Same thing. Agree. Johnny. Are we, so we're, yes. we're skipping now. I, I was going, I was looking for like the superhero first appearances. And then there were a lot, there were a lot of them in Justice League Task Force. And then yes. uh, the next big one I found was Aquaman in 2003. Strangely before Wonder Woman. Yeah, because Aquaman was super popular in 2003 for what exactly? Johnny, I've got some things to say about Aquaman because I just realized this. I, I It's also a terrible Aquaman. game. Um, it I, might be a worse game than Superman. Just I think, throwing that out there. Like, did, did Game Grumps play? I've like watched a significant amount of Aquaman. So Aquaman 2003 is based on like 90s Aquaman. Like Time and Tide, Aquaman lost his hand. Aquaman, he's got a harpoon for a hand. So this yeah. game came out... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so in 2003, there was a new Aquaman series and the storyline, literally the first issue of the storyline is Aquaman regains his hand. He gets a hand of solid water. Yeah. And the I thought this was going to be an Aquaman game that ties in with the new comic storyline. Makes total sense. Makes sense. Have yeah. a promotional video game to draw people back into the comic book, which I'm sure not a lot of people are reading Aquaman, and they could use a video game to boost some Aquaman sales, and they put the wrong Aquaman in it. They literally have the character with the exact opposite thing happening that's happening in the Aquaman storyline. It makes no sense. Also, it's an underwater beat-em-up. A lot of people consider it one of the worst games ever made. Yeah, it is. It is like, if you haven't played it, it is up there. It's funny that two DC properties are considered uh worst ever and they're like worst of their video game era so like that n64 era superman and then that xbox era it's aquaman i don't know why aquaman has it so up. he he owns 75 percent of the world why does he have so much like kind of crappy shit? i mean because he's easy to make fun of like talks to fish you know he doesn't always talk to fish. He mentally communes with them. Ah, oh. I mean, he's also got like super strength and, and a lot of other things going on. He's also, mm. you know, Lord of Atlantis and the sea, like which seems like an impressive feat. But you know, us landwalkers trivialize him. That's birthright garbage, though. <laughs> that's like he didn't do anything for that. I mean, he just maybe is maybe he was ordained by Triton himself. You don't f- know. It's like. Oh, man. Like, the people working on this game, they knew Aquaman is in the regard that he's held in. So they'd have to go above and beyond or take some huge risk. Just do something. This should have been the Arkham Asylum of 
Aquaman. You know, they're not going to get the budget to make an Arkham Asylum. But, you know, like sometimes there are those games where like you they don't have any risk. budget, I- but they still go like all the way with it. Like the What was the stupid one I just brought up? Um, there's like a Door of the Explorer game that's just like Metal Slug. Like that's what they needed to do with Aquaman. And they did not. They just fell on their face and made the exact terrible game that you expected them to. Yep. I mean, like, I, I, I think that's a game you got to be risk, risky with. Yeah. How much is that sealed game, Tower? Uh, you can go get one on eBay right now for 60 bucks. Woo. It's going to be a collectible first uh, Aquaman appearance, guys. What's Aquaman number I think one? I saw one for, for right 30 now. or best offer for a sealed one. Go. We're talking about the 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 TDK one uh, composer Tommy Tallarico though. Ooh. Huh? Oh, ooh! Wait, the Aquaman game? Uh huh. That guy did <laughs> Color a Dinosaur and Aquaman, and he's considered like one of the most well-known video game composers. Uh-huh. Yeah, he also so, worked on Earthworm Jim and stuff. There's some cool stuff. Oh, yeah, you know, know, people good stuff people too, give him funny, some crap, but... but like he's done some decent stuff. All right, yeah, there's uh, not much more to say about Aquaman. Um, I, I, I'm going to throw... Go ahead. No, I just... I, I was ready to just say, like, Aquaman is a bad thing, and then I looked up, like, what Aquaman books are coming out in 2003, and, like, literally the the first issue is the one where Aquaman regains his hand, and seeing that's not the character in the game just made me so mad. <laughs> this this is what really gets Tyler's goat. Yes. Th- this right here. Aquaman Lord. Uh, Aquam, yeah. It seems fishy, right? Like they should have done a better job. Hey. Mm. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't go deep for that. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I like All it. right. Um, Green Lantern, guys. Uh, also got a game before Wonder Woman. And, uh, you know, and if you, you like know, that um, sort of um, thing in mo- 2011. Crap movie so, franchise. and yeah, yeah. 2011, Green Lantern gets a game for his movie and it's Green Lantern Rise of the Manhunters and it's on the Wii, the DS, the Xbox 360, the PS3 and it comes with all the caveats of modern collecting. You get dumbass digital comics and stuff in there. It's an awful game and you know, the Wii game is the most different of all of them so check that out. The PS3 makes a big deal about saying it's 3D a 3D compatible game so you can put on your 3D glasses and play it and not like the you know red and blue 3d glasses like 3d glasses of the tvs of that era when they were doing everything in 3d um you can play this game in headache mode so that's cool can you still buy those tvs like today uh, I-, I don't know i i mean i have my plasma in the other room that that has it i like some of the 3d stuff i i like it yeah, when yeah, it was yeah used no, for, I, thought, I thought it was cool yeah for depth like when they used it for depth not for like jump scares then it gets really stupid, so it's like, okay, thanks. Um, there's a lot of B-lister Justice League people who cycle through later, and you will start to see them. Like in all the LEGO DC games, every character is coming out, so whoever got missed and didn't get a first appearance uh, in our list, probably check out like either one of the LEGO Batman games or uh, like LEGO DC. Wait, uh, this isn't the first Green Lantern game. That isn't GBA it? game is. There's a GBA Green Lantern. Did I forget a GBA Green Lantern game? What? This is what we're talking about. John Stewart's in it. The oh, G- 
yeah, this isn't the first appearance, but this is his this first, is first solo game. game. All right. Yeah, first solo game. Yeah, the first <laughs> appearance. All the Justice League Task Force games, like there's there's three Justice League games on the GBA. There's Justice League Heroes, Justice League uh, Injustice, Injustice for, for all, all, and then Task Force. So, and Task Force prominently features like John Stewart, and so does Injustice for All. I'm not sure about Heroes. All right. Well, one of those probably came out in like 2002. Go get and your also, Green Lantern first appearances, I, guys. It's a, it's a key yeah, game that's also, that everyone thinks of when they think of Green Lantern. But, but so like, how, how do you how do you fight this? So this is John Stewart, who's not the first Green Lantern. The Green Lantern game from 2011, Rise of the Manhunters, has Hal Jordan. Okay, Johnny. None of this shit matters. No, it's not really at all. strange. Like, okay, Superman twenty six hundred. It, it's the first Superman game, first DC Comics game. Uh, is it the first superhero game or is Spider Man? I don't remember. It like there is some historical context to that. There's enough. When you get to like a children's GBA game, that it's it's not Hal Jordan. It's uh, John Stewart. Yeah, John, John Stewart. Stewart. Um, and it's it's like not a Green Lantern game. Like Showcase Twenty Two. It's like an iconic comic book. This. People don't even know it exists. No one thinks about this when they think it's Green Lantern. But eventually, one day, there will be some like there will be a water graded version of this, and it will say first appearance of John Stewart, first appearance of a Green Lantern in a video game. I mean, it might not be. There might be like some minor appearance that we're missing, but it's gonna be so manufactured compared to like the actual first appearances. Like for video game characters, I get it; it matters. But for like these comic things, like all these first appearances are bullshit basically i agree but what are you gonna do i, I know you can't just, stop them like, I'm, I'm, you know like, i'm complaining about a future that hasn't happened yet it's just so clearly going to happen one day i mean you're gonna love it when we get like when we find this green lantern game and they make a big deal about that being the first hal jordan like you know that's gonna be part of the promotion right first hal jordan boom green lantern rise of the man Hunter, and it's the the ryan reynolds hal jordan. yeah <laughs> right like and, and they're going to be hyping this up but they're not going to be hyping up like superman on the game boy which is kind of hard to find or flash on the game boy hard to find they're going to be talking about this Shit all right like this. all it's right guys be... so let's discuss so um so green lantern rise of the Manhunters, based on the ryan reynolds movie trash this is the the first hal jordan video game we're just gonna we're just gonna say it is so the ps3 version probably technically better has ryan reynolds on the cover the nintendo version it's Nin uh, the Hal Wii Jordan version. It's Nintendo has a cartoon Green Lantern on the cover. So oh, which one are we going to say is more collectible? It's just going to be the the Wii version. I know because it's, it's going to be the Wii version. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> when it when it comes down to like this or that scenarios, and one of them's Nintendo, it's uh, it's pretty easy. All right. That well, I mean, and they're entirely different games, right? So that's the other thing. Because the the Wii game is not. Is not uh, counts. It's not the same as a PS3. It did come out the same so, day. It counts. So while you guys were talking about <laughs> Green Lantern games, <laughs> I was reading about 3D TVs, and uh, since we talked talked about that a minute ago, so there are no actively produced 3D TVs right now, and there f there's no, like 3D is not part of the 4K standard set, so there would be no 4K. 3d tvs so oh. there you go if you want uh if you want a 3d tv you have to settle for regular hd 
and yeah, 1080p uh, and yeah and 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 buy a buy a tv that's already that's already been produced yep um but the advantage if you get one of those if you find an old plasma tv you get much better blacks so there you go yep they are apparently like there's, there's there was also like two different types of two different types of home 3d like they used polarization for one and active shutter for the other and like active shutter glasses may not work on like other active shutter tvs and it, it seems like a hot mess like the yeah, standard yeah. was just a hot mess yeah and you have to have like the right glasses and the glasses were kind of expensive i, I know because yeah, my dog a, ate a, th- a pair 3d enabled blu-ray player and just like ugh. I just felt at the time I was just like, this is all a scam. I'm not buying any of this. This just all feels like a scam to me. And it, what do you know? It lasted no time at all. But you can see your favorite movies in 3D. And I had to rebuy my movies over again. Jesus. Jesus, yeah, it's Johnny. Like those, yeah. It's like those HD DVD enthusiasts exactly. that have a very select number of uh, HD DVDs in which they well, can enjoy. Well, hold on. Does it count, moment? Does it count? HD DVDs because the Xbox 360 got a, a separate HDD drive uh, for those I for mean, that specific disc came with King Kong. Does it count? Yeah, of course it okay. counts. Just like for the PS2 set, every DVD every DVD movie ever made counts for the PS2 set. What a Dennis grade DVDs! If if you are a person who believes that like PSP movies count towards the PSP set, then yeah, I could see that the logical progression there would be that 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 the HD DVDs also count for uh for the 360 set. Yeah. Also, you shouldn't count those. Stop it. Oh, you know what? I've got one for Stefan. Stefan, do the Woody Woodpecker games that uh, your discs count for the 3DO set? I count them, yes. Right? Like I've got them on oh, my list. So like, now much... you're too good. Now you're too good for PSP movies, but Woody Woodpecker slides yeah. in. <laughs> See, I don't have stand- this, this is something yeah, I nah, will nah, nah, reconsider nah. one day, and I don't know which side to land on. If if three DO had gone on to make uh like for instance, um uh CDI, yes. CDI has a has a considerable amount of of video discs and so like cdi collectors waffle on whether or not they count the video discs for their set nobody disputes the woody woodpecker vcds um counting towards 3do because that's all there is there's only three of them but i don't i don't like making exceptions just just based on you know like something arbitrary like how many could there be without it counting there's three there's not one there's three cheap what so wait what is uh that's also not cheap. The vo- volume three of the Woody, Bo- Woody Woodpecker is a nightmare. Um, I'm sure it expensive. is because it's on 3DO where rare stuff is already a nightmare. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what what? lower your score with Tom Kite? What's the, the disc four called on that? Uh, Mental Messages. Yes. What is that? Is that is that a game or is that just like a bunch of video things? Yeah, it's a it's like a how to tutorial of like it's a it's it teaches you how to play golf. Oh, but it also has the the porn games, and they're right. not games; and, they're just videos. And what what's also kind of There's annoying about the Tom Kite thing is that on different platforms, like if you bought the Tom Tom Kite game, whatever you want to call it, the time the the Tom Kite thing for PC, Mental Messages comes with that. It's it is a four disc set; like it's not a limited thing. Uh, that it's it's just on on the 3DO release that you had to mail in for the fourth disc, which is why it's incredibly difficult to find i am 
uh, this is the, I have to like take some personal contemplative time because I know like <laughs> what's the uh, what's the rare music disc on Sega CD um, and not is it Colors of Modern Rock? Uh, yep. That's a Sega CD format disc, right? It's not a it's not a CD disc. That's like a Sega CD format disc, but I don't count it anymore because it's it's just music. Uh, who cares? It doesn't count. Uh, I got I got to like go animals? through and decide what I want in my life. Yeah, what about animals? Does it count? What about Comptons? Ah! Yep. <laughs> it all counts. It all counts. But, like, there's also karaoke CDs, and those aren't Sega CD format discs. They're just CDs. Do they count? No, because they're just CDs that you could play in a Sega CD. Because at some point, every audio cd counts and then billiards okay. counts and then 1980s <laughs> or 1800s hey, bagatelle counts and then like lawn yeah, darts counts hold on hold on tyler you're here you're here with us right now it's okay take a breath we're here for you a, we're we here. support you yeah you are loved you are supported <laughs> we're here okay come on back you're back buddy you're back with us <laughs> Come on, give us give Did us a few words. Count then? I, I don't... Tyler, it's okay. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. You're okay. You're okay. Take a breath. All right, there you are, buddy. Okay, come on back. Uh, that's that's uh, our super comprehensive look at uh, video games about DC comic characters that definitely don't include Wonder Woman. <laughs> misogyny go <laughs> anyways um that's it uh like i said we were just taking a quick look we thought with the snyder cut we'd come in here and kind of visit and look at some fun collectibles hopefully you enjoyed our ranting through that but now guys it is time to move on to the part of the show where i don't play any video games but i'll ask <laughs> about it anyways <laughs> guys what are you buying what are you playing tyler go ahead tell me uh i'm still playing stardew valley with ada I, I don't feel addicted yet. I feel like this game is so popular. Like when I got into like Minecraft or something, like there's a point where like, I just, I got to keep upgrading my stuff. I got to keep building my thing. And you just want to play it for like eight hours a day. And I haven't hit that point in Stardew Valley. Maybe it's coming. The game seems kind of small scale. Like there's a, there's a load of items, but just like the gameplay loop I've been caught in. Not like there's so much stuff, but it's not engaging me as much as like, Harvest Moon 64, where all I would do every day is I'd, I'd wake up, water the same crops, pick the same items, and there's just not a lot to that game. I don't know. Maybe maybe this game will grab me more. Um, and then I've been playing some Tapper on 2600, trying to go for a high score for video game Sage. Not doing a great job at that. Uh, buying. Uh, I've probably been taking more of a break because I've been buying a lot recently. Um I did get a Macintosh copy of Microsoft Flight Simulator. If I haven't brought that up yet, guys. Oh, Ooh. you said you had a good thing coming this week that you or last episode that you can talk about. Did I? Yeah, I thought so. I like hyping stuff up and then forgetting about it later, Johnny. Uh, was it Japanese? I have not received my, my Japanese package. It's actually been packing for over a week now, and I'm very concerned. Well, that is concerning. Yeah. D Japan, I, I, I like. I gave you a, a, a hesitant recommendation last time. D Japan, what? The f where's my stuff? And then I, I, no one cares. But I got a uh, 
a manual and disc for Microsoft Adventure to complete my second copy of it. So now I have both complete copies of Microsoft Adventure, guys. You did it. Yeah. Mm. Rare game. Actually, not that rare, but very expensive now. It's like 200 bucks. That's, uh, that's Hopefully, some, one, one of you guys can can beat me here, because... Um, all right. Two PC Stephen, games is not lighting uh, the Collector's Quest audience I'll, on fire. I'll do my best. Stefan, uh, we already know what you bought. Go ahead. Tell tell the people, you ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous idiot. <laughs> couple <laughs> couple strong things. First of all, as far as playing, I've been still, still been playing the World of Warcraft, where which I do a regular stream on the Discord, by the way, and people have been like actually coming in and watching me for some reason. So going to keep doing that. I'm actually thinking about starting to stream Baldur's Gate 3 because I got my Alienware laptop here uh, not too long ago. So uh, now that I have a rig that I feel like can like really strongly make that game look pretty, uh, I might start doing some Baldur's Gate 3. So yeah, interested in that. How much of that um, game is done? Huh? How much of that game is done? Oh, it's a, uh, oh my God, the, the 25 hours. Oh. I'm reading it now. All right. Huh. Well, huh. I'm going to wait for it to be done because I'm very excited for that game, Stefan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, bought a, uh, graded, uh, signed Nintendo Power, which didn't feel particularly great, because I think grading, uh, Nintendo Powers are kind of silly, but, uh, this one was signed by, it was, uh, issue number six, it was, uh, signed by J. Scott Campbell as his first published work, as he has a, uh, a reader-submitted game idea called Lock Arm that he won a contest for. Um, and that's got a bunch of his uh, drawings from when he was like 12, I think, um, who, you know, for those who don't know, J. Scott Campbell, uh, this is actually apropos for the, the topic because he is a very prolific uh, comic cover artist mostly now. But he also did uh, Gen 13 and some of the old uh, like Wildstorm stuff back in the day. Uh, Danger Girl is another one of his. So, yeah, bought a 9.2 graded uh, copy signed uh, by him. That was kind of cool. Um And he actually said on Twitter that it was the first uh, graded copy that he had actually seen. Um, What else did I buy? I bought a bunch of, I I don't think I talked about that. I think I talked about getting it, but some uh, reader submitted envelope art from Nintendo Power Magazine, a actually a glut of it, like 37 37 pieces. Did I? Okay. Uh, 37 pieces of that. That was, that's very, very cool. Um, But definitely new. Um, I got some um, ad created uh game play it loud game boys so these were uh game boys the the red and yellow play it loud game boy with uh the branding for game boy very very large on the front which it wasn't necessarily uh large on the front on the retail uh on the retail versions that was actually quite small so this was these were made for uh print ads and for television ads where they wanted to really accentuate the game boy branding uh particularly on like print ads where the game boy was really far away uh like the like the killer instinct uh game boy uh print ad where they're like set up it's set up as like a meat counter <laughs> it's really odd it's you know it's a 90s uh magazine ad so uh it was set up as like a meat counter and you could see like the game boys and uh, on the ice and the meat counter and uh and so they were used there and then there was actually a game boy pocket television ad that they were used in as well as the uh the game boy play it loud uh launch commercial which they were also uh used in um 
I think that was the kind of the fanciest historical thing that I bought recently. Uh, there's there's one other thing that I think is coming that uh, is still in the mail that hasn't gotten here. But, uh, but, but Stefan, yeah, don't you think what? that a copy of Super Mario Land with green screenshots on the back is just so much more historical than, you know, the actual Game Boys that a bunch of people saw in ads growing up? Nope, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I sold all my video games. But I mean, how rare are the green uh, the green screen variants? I th- there's like, I forgot, uh, VGDB just posted uh, those Super Mario Lands. There's like nine or 15 Super Mario Lands. Guys, there are so many copies of Super Mario Land. There's so many variants. Um, so there's, there's, you know, there's only like a few million Super Mario Lands. How many of these Game Boys are there? Uh, one of each. You see, but you say one of each, but really it's five. <laughs> so really, I don't know how rare that is. Uh, it's, uh, it's just the one. That's pretty freaking cool, Step. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I got going. I'm looking real quick at my Twitter to see if there was something else that I posted. But, uh... oh, yeah. Uh, I did get something else that is actually pretty cool. Uh, the Did I talk about the Star Fox poster last time? I don't think so. I didn't think I had it in hand. Um, so there was a launch event for Star Fox uh, uh, on the original Super Nintendo version uh, in Cleveland, Ohio at a, I think it was a Super Kmart in their parking lot, and it was, like, this big to-do, and they had, like, a uh, like a paratrooper guy come in, fly in, and, and like, just, like, all sorts of weird shit. Part of that weird shit that Nintendo did was they uh, decided to uh, get uh, Scott Carpenter, who was, like, a, a really prolific astronaut in, like, the, uh, like, inaugural uh, NASA programs. Uh, so he was an astronaut back in the day. And so Scott Carpenter just, like, showed up to the... St- Star Fox event and like talk to kids about space and then they had these Star Fox posters which also were uh, stapled into game pros but uh, they had these these Star Fox posters that they had um, well the copy that I have has um, has Scott Carpenter uh, Tom Christensen who was a, a Nintendo gameplay counselor and um, and a uh, a local radio DJ from Jammin' 92, which was a local Cleveland uh, radio station, or still is a local, local Cleveland radio station. So this poster is signed by the three of them. But uh, it's just it's just kind of a weird oddity, obviously, because uh, it's from a, a random launch event in Cleveland. But also that poster, um, the only real re- way that you know whether or not it's from either this event or the GamePro magazine is that there's staple holes in the GamePro magazine, like along the creases where it's folded. So uh, Nintendo had just gotten an allotment of these. I don't know who sent who. Yeah, you know, who sent who the poster? Like either Nintendo uh, produced them and sent them to GamePro, or vice versa. But uh, but yeah, the GamePro ones obviously were stapled into the magazine, so have staple holes in the creases. And uh, and the event versions of that poster do not have staple holes in the creases. And that's the kind of minutia I live for. Yeah, good Woo. stuff. Yeah, so I, if you... No, go ahead. No, I just kind of love the hubris of local radio DJ who also has his signature on this, which is excellent. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the, whoever whoever was there, you know, uh, got to got to sign that. Um, oh, also with that lot was... Um, I bought a couple posters, but uh, was a, um, a color, uh, basically a, a color proofing copy of the poster from dragon warrior 2 
um, which was given to a Nintendo gameplay counselor to check for accuracy because it's got a map on one side, but then it also has like creature stats and stuff like that on the on the back. So he was given that to to check over for accuracy uh, from Enix, and then they just allowed him to keep it. So uh, so I was able to to buy that as well. Um, and that's it, it's just kind of neat because a it's like I I like the pre-production like being able to show process and like it has all the like the color markings on the edges that you would see from a color proofing copy but also it would be essentially the only copy of this map allegedly that doesn't have creases because this was folded into the game so um so this would be the only creaseless copy or allegedly the only creaseless copy of this poster that's pretty cool there's some more more minutiae for tyler um I've got uh, I've got something on topic that I looked up because I wanted to be on topic, Stefan. Batman number five sixty three is the first DC Comics cover done by J. Scott Campbell. Huh. It is well, not a book that anyone would know off the top of their head. It's got Joker standing on some rocks with his fist up. Looks kind of cool, I guess. There we go. Very cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I bought recently. Pretty good. Are right, you gonna All beat right. that, Johnny? Let's go! Come on, no, this is just nope. some um, Game Boys with big text. Okay. I mean, <laughs> are you ready for me to tell you about Harry Potter games? All right, oh, Stefan, you get anything else? Something like, can we stop Johnny from talking Bye. about this? <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, this one's cool. It, it's I, I, I say hesitantly. This one's cool, right, guys? Well, listen. Uh, no, I've been doing a lot of research on the stupid Harry Potter games globally that came with a card and like uh, it's Sorcerer's Stone came with a TCG card, but not in every region. Like as far as I can tell so far, PAL regions didn't get it, but Japan got it for a Game Boy Color, which is pretty hard to find the box that has a sticker that tells you that comes with the promotional card. And then there is the PS1 that uh, only in Japan that comes with it, the card as well. So I got those, but the more interesting one that I got was Coca. It's a Coca-Cola promotional item. So Coca-Cola and Harry Potter had a huge promotion together. It was a huge tie-in. I mean, it was like a huge deal. When I say huge, it was like one of the biggest media deals ever made for Coke to be sponsoring Harry Potter. It was like 103 million pounds. So at the time in like 2001, I think, when the deal was made, uh, which I think the pound was almost double the American dollar at that time. Uh, the, the pound was very strong. So for it to be that big of a deal, it, you know, it was a tremendous deal. Anyways, as part of this promotion, Coca-Cola had like a thousand giveaway uh, copies of Sorcerer's Stone, which had like, it looks exactly the same, except on the back, it says like not for resale, but the disc inside has, I mean, it has a different SLUS number too. But the disc inside has, um, like, it looks like movie art that's kind of been, like, processed to look like it's drawn, which is a way different cover than the original Sorcerer's Stone, if you've seen it, which, you know, it's got, like, pre-movie art on it. So, uh, it's a much different cover. This one shows the trio. That's Harry, Ron, and Hermione in this, like, weird portrait, but art style, um, artificially created, so... Yeah, it's interesting. It's like one of a thousand, so it's not it's not the worst. Cool, rare Japanese stuff. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So, uh, like, 
wasn't as bad as you thought. I, I got some stuff like trying to come from Europe. I just found out like literally as we were doing the show that my Russian package uh, with Castlevania games is on its way back to Russia because he didn't write my address correctly. He wrote Simi Valley, California, but failed to put a street. So I'm seeing if I can <laughs> intercept that. Yeah. Because it's got like $700 worth of games in it. Oh, no. That I would like. <laughs> Just, you know, the Johnny Ayuchi in Simi Valley. I mean, how big can yeah. it be? It's California. Yeah, Johnny right? Ayuchi. How many? That, just me. Um, I'm actually surprised my mail lady didn't find it because she's rooted some of these other kind of problems out before. So I'm going to like try to like contact someone, but it, it's like the worst possible timing. They failed to deliver it on a Saturday. And while we, while the post office isn't open on a Sunday, they're still doing internal business on a sure, Sunday. Sure, yeah. So it's going to get routed and like, it's probably going to be in New York by the time I talk to anybody and I'm able to stop it. It's not still going to be sitting in my local post office, which is annoying. That is annoying. So that's what I just found out. And then I got a bunch of stuff just like sitting in Europe in a consolidation facility. I say a bunch, like four four games or something that I'm trying to consolidate and bring over here. Oh, get me a get me a Batman. Okay, just uh, tell me which one you want. Just just a Batman, Johnny. Okay, I want I, wa- I want that cool Batman Forever uh, collector's edition. Okay, well, cool. so you've got some money, so send it to me, and I'll get it. I'll Wait, get it for the, you. The Batman, we, we didn't talk <laughs> like we didn't talk about that. That's the weirdest thing. Like, what were we even looking at this episode? But yeah, that Batman Forever collector's edition is because crazy, Batman right? Forever is an abomination and has nothing to do with the Justice League. <laughs> or what was this All a right. Justice League episode? Oh, I guess it was a Justice League episode, technically. Yeah, yeah. F- out of here, Joel Schumacher, and your bull. Yeah, oh. yeah. Right. Oh. Not that Batman from, uh, you know, 1989 has a lot to do with uh, Justice League either, but at least that one's cool. So, f*** you, Joel Schumacher. Suck oh. a dick. I am. I will say that the holy rusted metal Batman line was was pretty choice. No. No, it was not. There's nothing. There's no positives. Stop talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> Refuse. <laughs> hate it so much. The only thing I hate more than that is Batman and Robin. Uh, got the movie poster Ugh. for that in my stairwell. I love Batman. And Robin. I literally just like got movie. cold, gross shivers. Batman is a weird furry. Stop taking him so seriously. Except the movies where they take him seriously are still amazing. So Batman is amazing no matter what you do with him. Uh, unless you're Ben Affleck and then that's not. No, really don't make Ben Affleck Batman. That's weird. But I love the uh, suit. Uh, but I love the suit in that movie. It, like looks really cool. Yeah, because it's, it's based it, off of Frank Miller, Dark Knight. Like, yeah, like got photos, the big fat photos of that. Photos of that suit are great, but seeing him move in it is not great. Well, I, I don't care about that. I, you know, Batman versus Superman. Another super stupid title, by the way. Like, I don't know who is over there DC naming these movies, but that's a really <laughs> title, and that was not a great movie. Uh, it's not Batman versus Superman, Johnny. It's Batman <laughs> v Superman, as if they're having a court case. <laughs> oh, okay. sorry yeah. that's awful well i i hope i hope batman comes out on top on that one <laughs> i hope he i hope he gets justice in court <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even realize justice is in the title that's yeah that's funny johnny i like everything about this thanks all right i think that's all we got for today i'll keep you guys posted on the russian saga woo Wait, we got excited for that. Well, okay, wait, Johnny. We need my one more thing, and then we got to say our social media. Okay. 
All right. Are you going to ask me if I have one more thing? Do you have one more thing? Uh, We didn't mention the most collectible, one of a kind, and actually a real game, DC Comics game, from the Justice League, I guess, which we're talking about. Uh, Superman Returns for the PSP prototype. There is one known copy, and it's owned by VG Collectaholic, the prize of his possessions. Of his collection. The prize of his possession. That is pretty sweet. Uh, sure, I guess that's cool. I mean, I would like having a game that literally no one else on Earth had. That would be kind of neat, even if it's Superman Returns for PSP. I mean, Jump the rock. nowadays, Jump in age, the imagine rock. having a Superman game that no one had when like comic games are so hot. Uh, pretty cool. Okay, Johnny, now we can end the show. Okay. Uh, Tyler, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Video Game Sage, YouTube. I'm default G-E-N, default Gen. Okay, and Stefan? Uh, mostly Twitter and YouTube at uh, Art of Nintendo Power or Art of NP. Uh, one thing that I'm doing that I wanted to uh, shout out is this coming weekend. Not Well, is this going to be done by, the, by next weekend, do you think, Tyler? No, probably not. All right, well. I mean, hopefully. I, this either just happened... <laughs> Or it's about to happen. Um, The 27th and 28th, I am doing uh, a charity stream with uh, Gerard the Completionist um, for benefiting uh, Game History, uh, the Video Game History Foundation, uh, GameHistory.org. And that's called uh, Preserved Play. Uh, He's going to do, he's going to have a bunch of guests and do a bunch of uh, playthroughs of various things, uh, including a bunch of Mega Man games for NES. And so I'm probably going to come on and show some Mega Man art uh, whilst he is uh, playing that stuff. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there the 27th. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I can make the 28th yet, but, uh, but either way, it's going to be a great uh, thing in which you can donate money to a great organization, uh, the Video Game History Foundation. So, yeah, uh, twitch.tv slash the completionist. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what I'm doing next weekend. And nice. Maybe you can watch cool. uh, some VODs of that because if I'm editing this, it will be while that is happening. So, probably not many people listening to this beforehand. Cool. All right. Cool. Sorry. Uh-uh. It's fine. Okay. Shout out things two weeks in advance on the collector's quest. I only found out I was going to have this happen. Like, okay. Stefan's all over the place. Also, Stefan, did he call himself out? He was on the video game collector's podcast. Surprise guest appearance. Yeah, that was that was was pretty uh, surprise, too. It was it was essentially he just hit me up and like, he's like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? I'm like, all right, because I, you know, you know me when it comes to sharing Nintendo Power art, I don't say no to anyone. (laughs) And uh, so uh, he's like, you want to be on my podcast? Nintendo Power. Huh? I said that's more than just Nintendo Power art that you don't say no to. Uh, That's fair. But uh, but yeah, he was like, "Uh, you want to be on the podcast? I'm like, yeah, sure. When? He's like, "Uh, how about right now? (laughs) So. So, yeah. So basically, it came together uh, just like an episode of Collector's Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like Probably didn't take this long, though. Yep. Probably 50 minutes in and out. (laughs) Done. No editing. Don't worry about audio quality. Speeches about Nintendo Power. He can can talk to anyone about it for probably an hour without having to think about what he has to say. Yep. (laughs) That is true. I can 
completely talk about Nintendo Power or myself or some combination of those two things for an hour pretty easily without uh, having to think about it. Yeah, Josh told me that you're leaving our podcast for theirs. Is that true? Oh, is that right? No, he didn't. I, w- I want that to be true. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to. I want no, him to say that, that that to you. But uh, but no, no, that's not true. That sounds like torture for Stefan. Just looking at prices of uh, retail games all day. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm. That's what he's about. Oh man. Yeah. There, there are right. three barely, cover barely hanging on to this content. On, uh, so you know, on, on heritage. Okay, right? so. Okay, that's it for the show. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. What about you, Johnny? What? No, you can find. No one cares where I am. I'm just some guy living in a hermit hole. Just and some apparently, guy. I don't have a street address or anything, so <laughs> you can't actually find me <laughs> anywhere. Uh, now you can no, find me can at Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram sometimes, and Video Game Sage under Johnny. Yeah, that's it. That's the only places I live. Uh, occasionally, a YouTube video. So look for me there, and of course, on our Discord. And if you've got to this part of the show, thanks so much. And if you aren't a patron, you can join us for, uh, you know, a very nominal fee. And with that, you'll get access to our Discord and some bonus audio and some other stuff we do. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, and if you want to join us, you can. I I love our Discord. I love hanging out there. That's where I spend uh, most of my time rather than on Instagram or on forums now. So if you want to come hang out with myself, Tyler, and a, and a bunch of other great individuals, then I recommend you do that. But that's all I got on that. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you to our patrons, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre, high-end collector, Andrew Brim, Wada 9.8, A++, Benji, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky, Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, Sophisticated Investor, Cart Mageddon, Chris, SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Morozek, Johnny's GBA Hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn, The Last Game You Need for Your Set, Corey O'Brien, Unpunched Hang Tab, Dustin Beagle, The Actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid, Jeff the Game Boy Ferris, Lance, Lord Hardstyle Z, The Degenerate, Matt Fall, Funko Land employee platform agnostic. Read the game shark. The Famicom Box retro game enthusiast. Previously unknown variant Tim Walker. Can't put limits on collecting. VG Collectaholic. The Willennium Will Joe. Keeper of Zelda variants. Zero X Death Code. The actually rare Bird Dog Gaming. Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode. Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden. Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson. Still finding deals in 2021, Colton Murphy. Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk. Jim Jacobs, world record holder of best collection. Video game art collector, because games are art. Justin Cicino. Nick, the video game database Morgan. The other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games. The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast. Tex, who collects for Jaguar. Sean, the Gamer Collective. Tom, Obscure Variant Chaser Chase. Andrew, actually collecting Engage O. Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon. The Philatelist, Dork Overlord. Joe, actually plays his games Champity. Michael, posted in the Discord right now, Chiaramonti and Sean the Video Game Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much.